Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in league, who are you trying to get crazy with, Jorge? Don't you know I'm loco? Big Keithy Galloway asked what the five fingers said to the face. The EBC renames itself to the BENJI as they throw down over some McNuggets. And we preview all of the action for round four of the 2015 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 181 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. And a special welcome to all our new listeners. Hello, guys. And girls. How many of you have beards? <laughs> that was poorly timed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was, it was. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to mention any of the beard stuff this week, but Why? There, there you go. Why? Don't be intimidated by this. I keep it's, telling it's, you, don't be intimidated. There's no intimidation, it's just like... Once you get to a certain stage, just just as the beards become, you know, well, not less annoying, they become, you You're know, one completely, completely not annoying. Um, so so comes a point where you know there's there's not much, you know, not much to tell. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an obnoxious prat, and when people say yeah. stop talking about your fucking beard, it's like a red yeah. flag at a bull. Yeah, and you just want to keep going. That's keep going. right. Like, next the next update is when I when I fucking when my beard's like is, is like. Here's my goal of like you know action Bronson. Then there'll be something to talk about. <laughs> but that's uh, that's a fucking long time away. I think true. Yeah. We're probably grand final. We'll be rocking it for the rocking it for the grand Jesus final. Crossed. Yeah, and uh, you know uh, we might get a gig as ZZ Top impersonators look, at the grand final. Look, the the, the thing is, the beard will definitely be there for El Loco or wherever we choose to have the meet up this year down the grand final day. The only variable is whether I'm we still married. We might have to have it at El Jacob Loco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that, I hear it's a... <laughs> he might be working there. I want to, hmm, eat some delicious tacos and drink some beers on Burton's, Berto's Dollar, or B... <laughs> on Berto's Dollar. Is fuck, it? he hasn't got any dollars left, apparently, because he spent them all on buying me two drinks. Yeah. <laughs> or the option... Here's the, your $12.50. Or, or the alternative drink. is getting fucking flogged in King's Cross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to take the tacos. I mean, it's a tough decision. It is, it is a tough one. I don't know about getting flogged in King's Cross. Surely a swift leg kick could blow out his knee. <laughs> when the fucking dude, I mean, he's just got... You just, you just take him to the ground and then, you know, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get like fucking staph infection again. He'll touch the ground. Who's smart Polhar is? <laughs> he'd rip his leg clean off. <laughs> just get another... He just, he just touches the ground and you'll get another staph infection. <laughs> the fucking dude's just waiting to fucking catch the golden staff. <laughs> um... Just want to just quickly, whether well, it's a shout out, well, just just to Mup, I'll give Mup credit. Only person last week listened to the show who at least you know voiced it anyway, picked up the different whistle at the start of the show. <laughs> the only one. The things you notice when you're sitting at home listening to us with no clothes on. 
Exactly. The world well, becomes a crystal clear place. Your stroke becomes you know, like, like a. Little... Te- well, your, your stroke. Your stroke becomes like a, a fucking you know, military precision. <laughs> and when someone messes up with that shit, you just like, well, what? Hey, hey, oh, hang on. What's yeah. going on here? Now I've got to go back to start again. Yeah. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I have to reinflate my Glendol. So yeah, sorry, sorry, we killed you, killed your bone of them up, but um, no, but no credit to Mup as being someone who picked it up because I did have a hard drive crash, lost. Uh, some of the files involved in the creation of this show and uh, the latest version of the software that we use to record unfortunately doesn't have those loops anymore so I believe it was the crowd and the uh, the whistle wherever I got them from I can't fucking remember anyway because you know six years ago five years ago so anyway new whistle and it's actually a proper one this time it's not just some generic fucking whistle I found on the internet it's actually <laughs> a referee blowing a fucking penalty so it's very impressive exactly now actual feedback trotters at Devonhead. And when we mentioned Twitter handles of these people who send us stuff in and, and you know, the, the things uh, around the matches and stuff, I hope all you motherfuckers who are on Twitter are actually following these people as well because that's what we're all about. Except Trotters. No one wants to follow him. Uh, yeah. You know, we all... We, like well, no, no. We, we do... We... We offer no warranty or guarantee about the quality of the tweets that you may or may not see from these people, and they, you know, and they may or may not be sex pests or whatever. They may be pandered cheerleaders. I mean, sometimes we throw you motherfuckers pearls, man. Gold, absolute gold. We throw, we throw sometimes you throw your bacon. Sometimes you throw your bacon. Sometimes you throw your pearl necklaces. Now, anyway, well, be, make up, make your own mind up. Where do we throw anyone at? Except Birdo. I mean, it's worth it to Bourbon. <laughs> so, at Devonid, did any chance you shit cunts can be a day late again so I can catch up on last week's show? Guess what? No. Catch up. At. Bitch. You know, seriously, I mean, I know why you're late to, to the show, but fucking... Why is he you, late to the show? He's been listening to the he show. He doesn't have any fucking excuses. He's been listening. No, he doesn't. No, no, that's right. I know why. But that's, I know. Reasons, but not excuses. And he's been listening to the show long enough to, to know what's expected of him in terms of listening to the show on the time. That's right. I and say thank you for the abuse you caught. Yeah, we don't like you. This <laughs> Lynn Shields. Finally listened to last week's This Week in League app on the plane this morning. Hope it's not too funny or it may cause spontaneous Tourette's. <laughs> How did they let her on a plane? Oh, she's up here. How'd she get out of the home? Yeah. She's a... Uh, she's, she's, I saw she was at Cha-Cha-Cha. Yeah, private, in a private, private room. Suite, Cha-Cha-Cha. Jeez. It's a fancy place to play bingo. Yeah. For... Uh, Lack of invites and stuff. I mean, I know you knew that we were recording tonight, but fucking, we'll do it late again. Just As saying. Trotter said, yeah, would have worked out for Trotters. Look what you've done now. Exactly. Campo thirty-seven. This week in league, favorited my tweet, but didn't read it. Stop playing with my emotions. <laughs> A few it, people said that. That that Cats. one. That one may have been the one. That you know how I said like, how I didn't copy across the yeah. who did it. So I said, oh, fucking not going to read it. It was probably that one. So like the intention was there, but I, I've, I've said this so many times. It's like the Oscars. If you get faved. Then that's like, you know, that's the that's the prize. Yeah, that's get, what you should be thankful fu- for. Yeah, exactly. And if you happen to get read out on the show, you know, there's a lot of space. Just, and, you, you better know, have your acceptance yeah, speech there's ready. Time, there's time constraints, and the people do a lot of similar ones. So for whatever reason, one gets picked over the other. But um, you know, we apologise for playing with your emotions, Campo Thirty Seven. I don't. Jim Man Bear Pig. Two tweets favorited, none read or zero read on the show. <laughs> it's the equivalent to half a blowy from two guys with beards. Hash blue balls. Hash confused. I like how you can make the comparison. <laughs> I don't know who these, these two guys are. Beers. I don't Maybe know you should hook him out with your address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, I think we're supposed to be the ones giving the blowy though, and like you know, oh, not there's anything wrong with that, but it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> 
I mean, you've had the whole Sunny Bill thing and everything, so you probably speak to this a lot more than I can. But oh, look, it's about <laughs> it's about reciprocating. Is what <laughs> someone has to go first. <laughs> yeah, after you, <laughs> Jim Man Bear Pig. You enticing sounding individual. <laughs> uh, the Ben Z. I'm not sure if he's a gym or a man or a bear or a pig. <laughs> or a cockhead. Half gym, half man, half bear, half pig. <laughs> okay, uh, the Ben Z. Well, there's a blast from the past. Uh, Remember when he used to tweet us? Yeah. Hello from Nam. <laughs> Two weeks until the Gronk of the Year runner up, question mark. He probably would have come close. Chapo fucking buried it though. Who would have come second? I forget. Oh fuck, he would have had to have won. He would have come close, you think? Yeah. Returns to rain pestilence on the Twill Nation. Cheers, gents. Hash, I'm drunk. Yeah, if we don't napalm you while you're in Vietnam. Yeah, watch out for Charlie in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mac underscore seventy eight. Says Twin said Tara Rushton must be part of Twill Nation. Apparently, Raw Phoenix was called off because of a wet Cuntsorp Stadium pitch. <laughs> to which I replied who the fuck is a Tara Rushton and then he sent me a picture of some dare I say hot reporter type copied her Twitter handle in the tweet as well so you know hopefully she went back and saw what the deal was but she didn't she didn't seek to uh, well she's probably know, embarrassed any, she's, she's had a she, she didn't seek to give us any further information about her filthy mouth <laughs> <laughs> she's fantastic how do you not know who Tara Rushton is I don't keep up with the fucking. <laughs> I don't keep up with the sports reporters and 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 uh, oh, commentators and that at all. You know, you know when I keep up with them, Mel McLaughlin. When something jumps out at me, I go, "Fuck that person's an idiot." Yeah. Ask okay. me about. Ask me about Gaznia. <laughs> ask, ask me about Ben Iken. <laughs> ask me about fucking Costigan. See, I can tell you all about those guys because they they jump out because they offend me. Yes. For being shit. I'm, I'm highly offended by stupid individuals. Um, Emily Day at M E M M D A Y Y Y, another female listener. She said, "WTF play NRL round? Did Helen Keller dress all the players? Hash how to look bad playing NRL? Hash nice socks wankers." Well, look, that's a bit fucking harsh, isn't it? I love her dirty mouth. She's wonderful. Don't credit, get me wrong. Credit, and credit to credit to. We love having you on board, but. Yep. How dare you? It's junior club socks. It's a, yeah. it's a beautiful touch. It's a beautiful touch from a beautiful club. And beautiful men. Think of the kids. Playing for a beautiful club. Kids and warm Making a beautiful touch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> At Ryan Finance. Did Andrew Voss just call Kevin Walters a bit of a pussy on the Fox Sports halftime report? Yeah, he did. Heard it. And also, I heard when Dugan got binned and he said... Give someone get him a cruiser. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> Andrew Voss, fucking next level this season, my friend. I love it. Next level. I mean, I love it. You we know, really I, need to get him on the show. Yeah, and, and keeps ignoring people to say he need to get on the. I want to get him on the show on the for show. one reason. Find you know out what? what the fuck went down at Channel Nine. Okay, two reasons. That, and the other reason is, so I can get him saying something about rugby league gazelle. Yeah. So I can take the soundbite and just use it all the time. Just for no reason. If you're Might a rugby league gazelle, yeah. you should listen to this week yeah. in I mean, I'm Andrew Voss. Could I pull out the PlayStation 2 and throw in the fucking, <laughs> throw in the last rugby league game I bought and uh, and do it, and, and you know, tape it off that? Of course I could, but I'd rather get it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, Drew underscore Nathan 5. Holy fuck, I nearly crashed my car when G said Patches was from Pulp Fiction. 
That was some funny shit. Still don't know where it's from, and yeah, no, one, no one really, care. no one really sought to. Uh, people are just over it. A lot people of people are just over my ignorance. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> the thing was, I had to sort of jump, not jump to your fence, but I had to vaguely. I had to vaguely sort of move to your defence because being here when you said Pulp Fiction, I knew that you were like, yeah, you were actually saying it and to, like, to be funny. That's my that default occasion. though. It was your de- I didn't know yeah, no, and no, whenever I don't know, yeah. now it's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought I'd make that clear. It wasn't that you actually thought that that was from Pulp Fiction. Oh, I have actually seen Pulp Fiction. I know. I know that. I think you proved, I think maybe once you proved it, I think. How? I can't oh, remember a fucking thing about it. I must have said something and then you're like, oh, that's from Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. So, but maybe I just didn't know and I just said Pulp Fiction. <laughs> well, now well, you just add an extra layer of complexity <laughs> to the referential retard thing. <laughs> Soulsy Zero. Am I just a fucking genius or am I a referential retard or a combination of the two? Well, maybe the, I'm just dumb. I don't know. Well, there's the, you know, the genius thing's off the table because I mean, you are only guessing the one movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no, no at least. God, foiled uh, again. Soulsy04 woke up this morning with an idea and has spent a couple of hours writing and recording a new song coming your way soon. Holy shit. When I say coming your way soon, I'll put it on the end of the, sh- end of the show. Oh, what a genius. Because he uh, sent it through it was, uh, again, I think it was last night or something. He's a great man. There's a man that didn't complain man. about buying me a bourbon. I haven't fucking Top heard bloke. the end of it since fr- since Birdo put his hand in his pocket for $12.50 Ugh. to the tune of $12.50. To the tune of $12.50, yeah. Tell you, which he probably had. He probably had. His missus is still waiting for him to buy her a meal too, just quietly. Yeah, she'll be waiting a while because he's yeah. fucking off overseas in a week. Isn't yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, when he get back, gets back, they might go to the RSL. Two dollars <laughs> steak night. Uh, that underscore rivet membership sorted. You guys getting a twill on tour? Hashtag going to see where these scarves end up. Hash twill on tour. I like it. Well, hadn't thought about it, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Any of our merch. Any, yeah, exactly. And people kind of do that anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, all, you know, some people have been doing that, you know, if they're at a notable place or whatever and, you know, they, they take a, a bit of a selfie. Or they're whatever. at home, nude. Well, you know, if they're wearing, wearing a, a smile and one of our stubby coolers. <laughs> uh, don't ever send that photograph. <laughs> send Trotters. To, don't Trotters, send, don't, don't do don't it. Don't send it to this weekend league's account. Send it to, to Glenn's and, he can, and yeah. he can decide whether it's yeah. fit for publishing. Hey, I could do the same thing with a bottle cap, whatever. Freak09, any thought of issuing a membership number to each member based on sign-up dates in year one? That's a fucking fantastic idea. He goes idea. on to say, just thought you in got, 10 years' time... You got time, all the files. Yeah, I got the, I got the Excel stuff. I got all the information. Just thought in 10 years' time, when you got 1,000-plus members, it'd be cool to be member number 20 as a first-year starter. How the fuck are we going to have 1,000 members in 10 years' time? We're going to have t- 10 million. I was going to say 1,000. Yeah, okay, that was year one, motherfucker. He did. It wasn't. <laughs> if it was we'd probably be pumping out more than one episode a week yeah because that's like that's a good job that's a good part-time salary yeah but yeah exactly um tall hayden how about at hilgenfeld coming out hard for this week in league super fan of the year it's funny when hayden sent that tweet that was well after i sent you the text exactly. and said how, and, and which i pretty much said word for word the same thing <laughs> His, um, I may even said, let's just crown him now. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what, there's something in the pipeline there that uh, is going to blow everyone's mind and possibly may sew up the title for the man. If, well, yeah, at this or stage. may 
register him ineligible. <laughs> yeah. Now the, the the fact is, yeah, he, yeah, he is coming out hard. And if you don't know, at Hilgenfeld, H I L G E N F E L D, super talented illustrator, amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Sends through, you know, we've caught it, kind of coined, you know, these. Except, like our- I mean, except for the pictures he's drawn of me, which aren't near handsome enough. Well, I mean, he's pretty much traced traced the the Ricky Gervais show, the HBO version, when they did the cartoon version of Carl Pilkington. No, not the one where our beards are intertwined seductively. Or the one when you makes me look like the fucking elephant man, and I'm still offended by it. Well, you look you look like Carl Pilkington with a beard. Or what about the one with the Saguna one, where there's the 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 painting view on the wall (laughs) in like a you know you know in a you know thoughtful pose, which looks like Carl Pilkington in a thoughtful pose. (laughs) (laughs) Like Carl Pilkington sniffing his own finger. But um, yeah. Look, he's he's he has come out hard. I mean, the, the court stenographer, the court reporter, he's come out very very hard for the, the super fan of the year award. But um, there may be, yeah, there's stuff in the pipeline, and quite frankly, he might win it for the the award. Might be retired <laughs> after, after this year, but we'll see. You guys, the bar, you know where the bar is now, Solzy. He's hit. He's trying to hit it. He's writing music and sending songs in. Sensational. So, you know, we love we love all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, by all means, keep it up. And, you know, if you don't have any tangible talents, yeah. you know, just keep listening and, and paying for your membership. Like, people like Trotters and Birdo, Trotters and Birdo like, they're talentless hacks, right? Yeah. They've got nothing yeah. going for them yeah. at all. Both yeah. fucking hideously ugly. Yeah. Um, really no personality between them. Um, and no <laughs> real ability to anything in life other than listening to this show. Just keep doing that, guys. Just keep I think doing Birdo that. can smash ribs. Sorry? He can smash wings. Is that talent? Oh, I don't know. I suppose everyone can eat, though, can't <laughs> they? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's a prerequisite of life. What I mean, what impressed you me? don't get points for eating. What impressed me? Smash one of those Goni's uh, schnitzels. Like the yeah. whole fucking... You want to impress me? Fucking bowl less no balls. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mac underscore 78 again. Listen to episode 180. Nearly crashed my car laughing when Nate described Danny to kill and eating an English-like fan. Good stuff, lads. <laughs> I think that was me. Thank you, but I think it was Glenn that said that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking how dare you. Give the, Nathan credit for my hilarity. Yeah, the, the, what about people just crashing in cars left, right and centre? Yeah, we, uh, we were actually, uh, you know, probably needing some sort of lock or something. <laughs> <laughs> like they've always booze locks on cars when people are drunk drivers. <laughs> Although then we our listenership would probably drop off greatly. True. For both. But uh, also, Danny Tequila, I didn't have this on uh, down the nose, which is why I remember, hit Twitter early, two weeks early. She did. Funnily enough, her Twitter handle is at Danny Tequila. So get on there and... Say hello, politely say and he- in a non-sex-pesty way. Tim, Andy, C- Andy underscore Siggs, mm. who else is Saguna. Just don't represent us Chapo. by being a sex- <laughs> sex-pest. It's not a good, accurate representation. Drew, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, that profile pic, though. Anyway, moving on. Mr. Underscore Wars. Fuck. Got a ripping in this week in league this week. My glasses are fucking great. They're not. Top knot still going strong. Ha, ha, ha. Look, I haven't seen the glasses. I need to photograph the glasses because I'm just going off Glenn's description, but they sounded fucking... Take a selfie with your ridiculous fucking top knot and your hideous John Lennon-inspired glasses. They sound fucking disgusting. They are disgusting, Nathan. But I want to see a photograph to make up my own The way you you, you sold them to me, obviously you were coming from a position where you thought that they were disgusting. That's an accurate position, yes. And your description was, was was very vivid, so I need to see them myself. But I don't hold a lot of hope for them. I think they are. It just, 
it defies all logic. Sam has a history of um, of dating some very very beautiful women, and um, fuck, it just fucks me how he, how that happens because he has again no no real style. Uh, he's got no ability to uh, to dress himself or do his hair. Um, can grow a beard, which is maybe his, his saving grace. Yeah. It's probably the only one. So there's um, Sam's homework anyway. We yeah. got a selfie top knot, glasses, aubergine jeans, <laughs> <laughs> and a smile. And a smile. The end. Maybe a shirt. Um, if no one wants to see. Caught some shit from a uh, POW. Caught from shit body. from uh, from Annie. Oh, again. A podcast wife Annie, or yeah. Lack Don't call her that. She can't handle the beard, so I'm well, lucky. Welcome to the club. It's a fairly exclusive group. Our wives and Annie. <laughs> exactly. And everyone else. It's fucking slipping Fit off that their seats. Club meeting into a phone booth. <laughs> what an annoying phone booth. <laughs> oh, jeez. Imagine the fucking screeching. I tell you, to just be screeching and banshees left, right, and centre. <laughs> Annie underscore Arky A R C H Y. I'd rather hear about your beards than any more about the cheerleaders. Hash real talk. Well, I wish I had a re- I wish I had seen that tweet before I was talking about the cheerleaders. Yeah, no, we'll, we we won't be stopped talking about cheerleaders. Um, no, you know, that's true. Quite frankly, Annie, you've only just recently come back on board. Mm-hmm. Um, cheerleaders have have been you know tweeting us and and being involved with the show, wearing our shirts and yeah. stuff, and um, and wearing yeah. vinyl. Or, you, you had know, you had the top spot, or whatever. Annie, you had the top spot. And you gave it up, mm-hmm. and now you've come back, and we welcome you, and we love having you back on board. But um, don't expect you know. us to to be sitting by the phone waiting. That's right, all this time, exactly. And do you, you know, do you want us to get you a gig with the cheerleaders? You know, <laughs> yeah. can you wave some pom poms? I, I don't know. And she goes on. There's another another, another tweet. And this is serious. On a serious note, all jokes about Ferg and Ten Pin are fucked up. Think about if it was your daughter he did that to. Not funny face emoticon with a tear down his cheek don't really well I don't think it's a joke no I don't I mean, think it's funny I think it's a it's, it's an it's accurate description of the offence he committed exactly and I think that what he has been convicted of doing is reprehensible and I've stated that on the show a number of times and I think that the fact that he's allowed to apply his trade in the NRL or earn a living by any other means other than flipping fucking burgers digging ditches um Emptying latrines. Also reprehensible, and I um, I do not condone his behaviour by any stretch. And I have not sought to make a joke out of what he's done. Yeah. And I think I've been fairly clear on my position on that. I think in general we've been fairly clear on our position. And you know what? If it was if it was my daughter, he did that too. Well, a he wouldn't be in the he wouldn't be in the NRL anymore because <laughs> he'd be fucking dead. But B, I mean, you know, if he picked her up if he picked her up like a, you know like a bowling ball, then that's what he did. He'd be dead for it. Wouldn't be funny. Like, we agreed on that. Which then it kicked off, like, Twitter kicked off last night. Because what happened was, initially, was Mole, uh, Tony Adams and Mole from Rugby League Week, he said something like, you know, oh, he's back. Or, you know, and then, you know, then the, the media was kind of, you know, the redemption, you know, he's he's back. No, scoring two fucking tries against the Penrith Panthers on a Monday night in front of fucking all people, that doesn't redeem anything. No. Nah. What it means when is... When you do some sort of, you know, uh, some community work with uh, victims of, of sexual abuse um, and sexual assault, 
and uh, you show some sort of uh, remorse and mm-hmm. public remorse and um, show that you know you actually do have a semblance of respect for women and show that you do know the way that women should be treated that that's on the path to redemption yes and you've got to do that over a uh, over a period of time and it's got to be a concerted effort not a token fucking gesture and not a an, a pre-prepared statement read out to a microphone next to Anthony Mundine or any of those such things. Yeah. Mundine did all the talking in that thing too, didn't he? He did. Yeah. And um, it just shows what a fucking, what a ridiculous human he is, um, that he has shown no public remorse for his actions and, um, you know, still can't pull his head in, scores a try and carries on like a fucking retard. Yeah. And I think it's... Like a mug of lair. Yeah. Just pull your head in. At the end of the day, you're lucky to be playing the game at all. Just pull your head in. Stop being a jerk. Now... I'm Glenn Blakely. Going further on that discussion, then an, an alternate viewpoint put forward was, well, he's he's served out the sentence that was mandated, A, from the, the courts, B, from, uh, from the NRL, and now he's done that, and he's back. Should this Should this person be punished forever? I'm just, you know my feelings, I'm just putting, I'm just telling you, I'm just giving you a viewpoint I saw on Twitter to get your opinion on it. Just, I don't have it in front of me either. They're saying, basically, phrase it to me again. Oh, well, whatever happened with the courts, yeah, you know, he's done what was required there. Whatever the NRL, you know, the punishment he received there, he's done that. So therefore, you know, should he keep being punished forever or multiple times for what he did? I just don't think... The Same goes for people like... No, this is also like, you know, you, you Russell Packers and your... Louis. Well, they... they Dan well, Wicks. So you want about Russell Packer? Mm-hmm. Did the fucking time. Yep. In jail. Yep. Actual went to jail. Danny yep. Wicks actually went to jail. Mm-hmm. That's actually punishment. Yeah. So... Then the, the the I'm not saying. Then what someone would say to you then in that case was, would that they, then they would say something like, "So, your problem is then with the uh, the court system, the legal system, because these other two didn't get put in jail. That's their fault that they didn't get put in jail. How many microphones have been shoved in Robert Louis's face or Blake Ferguson's face since their since their crimes, right? Since their yeah. assaults. How many times have they had the opportunity to say, you know what, I made a, a, a pretty horrible mistake mm-hmm. um, that I, you know, I'm completely ashamed of my behaviour and uh, I'm going to be taking these steps as an individual to show and go above and beyond mm-hmm. to show the public that uh, essentially pay my wages uh, or, or provide me with the opportunity to, to earn a ridiculous amount of money mm-hmm. as a professional footballer. Yeah. Um, here's what I'm doing. I'm meeting with, you know, women's groups. I, I don't know the answer there, but no. there's a fucking plethora of things mm. that he could be doing that he's not doing and he hasn't gone even fucking close to doing. Same with Louis. Yeah. How many, you know, he did all this stuff, oh, I did domestic violence counselling behind closed doors. How many times did you front up to a fucking clinic where abused women go mm-hmm. and assaulted women go? How many times did you front up there and and do any of that? That... That's available. Mm. If you go to the right fucking people, they'll get you in there. Yeah. If you yeah. really want to redeem yourself, 
Yeah. No, you've fucking done token gestures to get your ass back into playing football, which is the only fucking thing that you know how to do. That's all rugby league requires of them as well. I mean, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not saying the NRL yeah. is, is complicit either, yeah. you know? But you just, you have to, as an individual, if you are truly remorseful, regardless of, of the token bullshit that the NRL or, you know, a pretty soft justice system has you go through, if you're truly remorseful and you want to say, whoa... That's not me, guys. Yeah. I made a really fucking horrible mistake. I was intoxicated. Doesn't condone my behavior. Here's what I'm going to do. If you're that type of person, there's fucking way bigger lengths, longer lengths you can go to to redeem yourself. And they haven't fucking gone anywhere near it. No, no. Then what about... See, this personally... You know, I agree with everything you say. I mean, I'm just trying to put forward some alternative viewpoints and everything to, to talk about. But I would then say... Given the problems that we have in society with domestic violence and violence against women, you know, sexual assaults against women and all that sort of thing, sex sex crime against women, assault against women, fucking, that's it. You're gone. If In the NRL? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There is no coming back, though. No. That's it. Maybe, yeah, like another, I mean, but then, I mean, I guess the, the question is that follows that up, and it's a very good, you know, it's a very you know, I accept the question after that. There is, well, what fucking, where's the line? The drug dealers, can they come back? What about people who do like violence? Like, you know, like a Russell Packer who flogged the dude, you know, does, get, does he get to come back? Or, you know, where's where's the line to come back? I'm not saying it's an easy thing to run the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's an no, easy not, job. Um, however, if you pay me enough, the job. however, if you pay me enough, I'll fucking put me in there. I, I don't want the job, but... I tell Des Hazel to get fucked every week, you fucking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> I just there's a lot more that could be done if you're serious about having a women in league ground and everyone wears pink jerseys and and feels warm and fuzzy about you know the lady that runs a canteen at a local footy club. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the night after, how many football you know how many footballers or, or men involved with rugby league go out and and think it's okay to grope women and or you know beat their misses up or yeah. or whatever. How many people do that? After going, you know what, winning league ground, good on them. Look at my, you know, I wore my pink jersey today in the NRL. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, yeah, hit the misses with a fucking again, tackle. Again, it's all about fucking token gestures and, and the NRL putting on a front um, when if you're really serious about it and you're serious about really respecting women in league, if you're not looking to, to gain some sort of win some popularity contest or, or have it as a PR exercise, if you're serious about respecting and showing that respect for women in league, you'd go to a lot longer lengths than where they're going at the moment. Correct. Facebook, Timmy McIntyre. Hey, guys. I couldn't help but notice the commentators sucking the cock that is South Sydney. I honestly thought it was something Tool Nation was taking to piss on South Sydney, like when Saguna makes up a bullshit story, or when Dennis turns on his team like a shit fan, or when a Mitch pops up on Twitter, or when Chapo throws a gronkish tweet and waits for people to blow up and reply. But last Sunday was truly bad against the West Tigers about how brave Dylan Walker is every time the ball went near him. Yeah, G.I. had a good game, but the way Gus and Rabs went on and on and on about how perfect the game G.I. had, you would have thought he outplayed Andrew Johns at halfback. Let's be honest, he beat Hot Sauce. Calm your tits down. First of all, if you... Then he's got that. hash it ruined TMB. He's trying yeah. to hashtag it on Facebook. Look, you've just... You've ruined your whole... you ruined your whole tirade, <laughs> which was going well up to that point. Um, and now I can't even... Be bare, barely fucking bother with a response. But um, what Dylan Walker did was pretty impressive. Um, I think Inglis had a fantastic game and they deserve accolades for that. Um, I want to put something out there. If your hand is twice as big, it's easier to catch the ball. 
I'm saying maybe you need less fucking, credit. Maybe if it, need less if it credit. causes you immense pain to touch the fucking thing with a feather, let alone be tackled with it or hit the ground with it at pace, <laughs> um, I think you're 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 the polar opposite, but equally as bad as the people that wrap South Sydney to the ends of the earth. The people that fucking do nothing but bag them um, are just as bad. Meet somewhere in the middle, and we have less fuckheads in the world. The middle standpoint, of course, being kicked them back out of the comp, right? This is what I'm talking about, Nathan. Um, you are no, no better than the people that fucking do nothing but wrap them up. I'm much better than them. No, you are not, everybody Nathan. everybody else. I've just, explained, just me. I've just explained what you are and your opinion is invalid. Brendan Hunter. Joel Reddy has no place in first grade. Hash, bring back Lottie. He <laughs> will give Ray Hadley and Daryl Broman some credit. Uh, I was dropping Nicklin off at a little fun run that she did on, on Sunday. Did she was, do that? It was bucking it down, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. She said... Did it happen? Did it actually happen or they cancel it? No, they did it. Okay. They did her one. Um, she was doing a bit of a walk run. She said, it's probably going to take me, you know, from start to finish, by the time I get back around, it's probably going to take me an hour. Okay. It was a right Um. So it started at four. Yeah. She rings me at a quarter to five. Uh, it's bucketing down. Where are you? Uh, I'm on the way. Um, you told me you wouldn't you be finished for 15 minutes. Hour, and he, and anyway, she's so like, she gets in, she goes, well, what time did you too. leave? I'm like, uh, it's, you told me to be here at five. I'm here at five minutes past five. Oh, so you were late. So, fair, no, so you were late, okay. Five minutes? Yeah. Right. No, look, I'm just, just, Fuck you as well, Nathan. Were you late, yes or no? <laughs> did you turn up there after 5 p.m.? <laughs> yes or no? Mate. So uh, anyway, I was listening to the, to the call and... Uh, that bomb that Reddy got nowhere near, which was hilarious. Um, during the call, though, um, Daryl Broman, uh, sorry, Ray Hadley said, "Look, I don't want to be, I don't want to say, you know, uh, derogatory things about the kid, but if there's a weakness in the South Sydney backline, it's it's out on that wing there with Joel Reddy. He's got he's got some mistakes in his game. That kid. <laughs> I was like, thank you. It's pretty tactful though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, look, you can't say on." On radio with a listenership like that, Joel Reddy's <laughs> fucking shit. You can't say that. Who's going to challenge that opinion, though? Joel Reddy himself. <laughs> Maybe his dad and his brother. And his <laughs> yeah, well. sister and his mum. And anyone named Reddy. But yeah. other than that, not many people. Yeah. So who cares about them? Well, Joel probably does. Fuck them in he the shit. their opinion. <laughs> and Mitchell Delamotte. Here's a true story of the 2005... Grand final qualifier, Cowboys Eels game. I received free tickets, and seeing as I didn't have a team and I was refereeing juniors at the time, I donned my ref's uniform and made a sign that read, Blow that whistle ref on one side, and Clark to ref the big GF on the other. After getting a few laughs and funny looks inside the stadium and having many laughs at the Eels inside the stadium, we made our way to the station following full time. On the way out, my friend constantly, constantly yelled out, What didn't Parramatta here tonight? And I'd blow a try with my ref's whistle. At this stage, Eels fans weren't seeing the funny side of this, and many said angry things to me. It was all fun and games till a very angry Eels, Eels fan charged at me, took my sign, and ripped it up. So there's an amusing but not secure story about the 2005 Grand Final Qualifier Go the Magpies. <laughs> what have we done? We've given airtime to this fucking Saguna, and now everyone wants to wax lyrical about their fucking rugby league tales. I'd much rather listen to that story than any of the bullshit tripe that fucking Saguna dishes up. And kudos to you for rocking up to a grand final in your ref suit. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. 
Um, memberships, of course, there are still memberships. Uh, they're, they're being produced, but they're still, you know, we got extra for you guys. Still getting, like, you know, still trickling through. We're getting the, um, more of them every week as we go, which is great. So um, I'd love to sell them out again. I mean, if we sold them out before all the stuff came back, even better, because, I mean, it just... You know, it's unfortunate for people who don't get on, but, I mean, you know, next year maybe they'll do the pre-order thing when they're supposed to. But um, there's still there's still enough at the moment, so get in there. And, of course, obviously, giving it to, you know, Scarf and things like that, there's no sizing uh, involved. I mean, they're all going to be the same. So get in there. Don't worry about it. Run TMB. A couple more of those have gone off, but we're still not far. Like, I mean, we're, you know, around 15 away from getting that show produced. I'm just going to buy the fucking rest, I think. And, get and, it happening. And honestly, yeah, I mean... 15. We know how many... We, the, we do the demographic thing in you our... You know who hasn't bought one? Who? To my knowledge. Who? And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Who? Tiger Benji. No. Send him a... Send him a... Uh, text message. You sent him one? Sent him one. And what did he say? Uh, yeah, I want it. Here we go. Bought a run TMB shirt yet? No, I haven't. But I've never been quick off the mark. <laughs> well, if that's his assessment... It was assessment. On Friday morning... Yeah. At a quarter to eight AM, and uh, still no sign of an order. And he told you that he's not quick off the mark, and no. you're expecting action from Friday. Why? Because that was, you know, he's had. He said he's a, not quick off the mark. A, he didn't say, oh, fuck, I'll get one on the weekend. Well, he's had a month. Yeah. So a maybe month he doesn't he's believe. Not quick off the mark. Maybe he doesn't believe like you do. Wow. He seems to be more rational than you are, a bit more uh, pragmatic as far as the, you know, the. The chances wow. for the West Tigers. Oh, wow. A bloke gives you some work and you just change your whole tune. You see well, his tweets well, you after just games. Play his little tune on your fucking piccolos. You skip off to the bank to bank his tune. <laughs> <laughs> you see his tweets after games. You'll be like, if you if you lose. Oh, no, actually, no, it wasn't. If you, if you win, like, you catch a bullshit win. Hang on, be, what? Like against the Dragons. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> If you catch a lucky... Dominated, yes. Yeah, but he'll, he'll still be like... Look, it was just the dragons. Fucking, let's you know, look, looking good, but you know, let's. It was just the dragons. Let's take some. Let's put things in perspective. Whereas you'll be like, oh fucking undefeated premiers, I'm fucking right to him, mate. <laughs> hey, do you see? Do you see? Uh, do you see Oshana with the run TMB alternate yeah. strip? Very impressive. The Very first, impressive. Look, I loved the idea, but I said, look, the pictures you use of the guys, they're all like action pictures, like <laughs> doing hit ups and stuff and passing the ball Their and doing, faces look and doing rugby league shit, you know? And I'm like, no, no, the pictures you use of the three, they have to be like dejected, like they've just done a fuck up or something. <laughs> shouldn't, those pictures shouldn't be hard to find, really. Exactly. I mean, those, the other ones are probably the more uh, difficult, but then that version you put through, which we'll, uh, we'll put it out on our Insta. But yeah, it was good shit. Loved it. News. First story, the brawl to end it all. Canterbury will be under pressure to tear up the contract of Jacob Loco after gritty details of a drunken night out emerged, including a fistfight with good friend and manly winger Jorge Tofua and allegations that he later sparked a 30-man brawl. The Bulldogs and Manly informed the NRL on Monday the pair had been involved in a fight with each other near the hotel chambers in Sydney CBD late Saturday but both clubs were understood to be caught by surprise by just how gruesome the CCTV footage of the incident was when it led the 6pm news bulletins. Jacob threw the first punch. I know of this 100% because we've got it on our CCTV footage. Seven do as well. Um, 
the licensee for the hotel chambers was working Saturday night and uh, he basically spilled the beans on what happened after they arrived at 10.30. He uh, said that it was loco, made it clear that it was loco and not Tafua who was a serious problem. So poorly behaved was loco that the Canterbury Centre was now banned from life from the premise, banned for life from the premises. The late night antics have left the NRL with yet another black eye as they try to desperately move on from the Gold Coast cocaine crisis and the well-documented South Sydney, Arizona arrests. They both arrived just after 10.30pm and they were fine, there were no issues, but Jacob was then asked to leave around 11.45pm. He wasn't behaving well and throwing cups around. Jacob was the bad one and George was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. We asked him to leave and the guards had to physically remove him. Our footage shows George walking back in, then Jacob tries to walk in back in behind him. The security stops him and that's when Jacob got angry and George had to stop him from trying to hit the security guard. He went up to the guard nose to nose like he was ready to throw a punch. That's why George got the shits. Uh, Jacob was the bad one and George was trying to give him... Oh, sorry... uh, George started walking up, uh, George knew the guards, and because Jacob walked up to one of the security guards, George was backing him away, saying, what are you doing? George started walking up Elizabeth Street with his head down and was closer to the building than the street, and Jacob kept pushing him. I watched the whole thing. He took off from there. Jacob wanted to get his attention and kept pushing him against the wall. Jacob threw the first punch. Our guards broke them up and put them in separate cabs. Jacob then returned to the Martin Place area around 1.30am and he tried to get back into the same venue. He offered us money to get back into the venue, but we said no. We asked the licensing police to ask him to leave. They escorted him across the street to put him in a cab again. Around 3.45am, he's come back again to the precinct around Phillips Street and Martin Place, and that's when he was involved in an all-in brawl. He threw the first punch, and I know it's 100% because we've got it all in our CCTV footage. So, um, Loco apparently only had three or four drinks, believed to be spirits, but drank them quickly while Tafu was pacing himself. <laughs> what a, a fucking head. A, a fucking loose individual. <laughs> but it goes on to say, while Tafu was painted as the peacemaker, manly officials were said to be hardly impressed when CCTV footage showed him walking freely, only for the winger to arrive for Sea Eagles training on Monday on crutches. He broke down with a knee injury on the eve of the season proper and why he was out late and drinking will be one question fired to him when he fronts club officials. Not real bright from uh, from George. From either of them, but yeah. Oh, but, I mean, it I'll give him credit for not, belief yeah. with, with Loco. Like, yeah. you would think a guy like that trying to make his way um, at a new club, the history he's had with injuries, keep a low profile... Massive injury problems and not following the when you when you're a renowned injured person and like Tafu is Tafu is not but he's been injured you know towards the tail end of the season and uh, and early this season clubs generally have protocols in place for how they deal you know and I'm pretty sure that most of them if most not all of them, them would have complete booze bans when rehabbing injuries and, and rightfully so uh, yeah that's it just it, it harks back I mean. Loco's behaviour was was fucking ludicrous. Yeah. Um, and it just, why? Why do you need to drink? If you're a professional athlete, why do you need to do that? I don't get it. If you know, especially, would imagine, probably not the first time he's been loose on the piss. You know that you can't <laughs> handle it. You know that you're not good on the piss. Maybe stay away from it. Is that, yep. look, is it that hard for these guys to get? If that's how you behave when you're drunk, you shouldn't drink. Pretty yeah. fucking simple. It's 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 really hard to fucking fathom too because I mean like, I don't have any mates that are like like I know ones that get the you know, mates that will get loose if they drink like all fucking day, like, mm. you know, for twenty four hours straight and drink like a ridiculous number of drinks. But But violent though. Going and crazy violent like, like that after four drinks? No. Nah. 
you know, even if you are pounding them, if you're sculling them, like, <laughs> I mean, that's, well, that's I've that's beaten a, up some dance floors in my time, on, well, on, yeah. the, on the piss, no, yeah. no doubt, they've never recovered. Talk pretty loud too. They're still in a coma, those dance floors, you get pretty, tore them up. You get, pretty, you get pretty loud too. Hang on a sec. What? Loud? Yeah. No, that's not me, Nathan, you got me all wrong. It was only last week when we were talking about the whole Keefe incident, right? Yeah, good point. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. Maybe I should stay away from alcohol. <laughs> well, no, not, no, unless you're getting loose, trying to smash Keefe. Yeah. Then, you know, then it becomes a different story. You would think that you'd be focused on trying to get on the field and, and keep your career alive, but I think he's just killed it. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's getting sacked for sure. He'll and, be flipping burgers next. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Tafua, but you know, if they sack him, so be it. Like. At the end of the day, you got rules and play. Put it this way: if they, if if either of these guys are playing for the Broncos, imagine if you they would have been sacked already by the time exactly. we got there. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like in the old Wayne Bennett era. Um, you know, new uh, Guzman and Gomez opens opens mm-hmm. first employee of the month, Jacob Loco. You'd be like, you're taking the piss. Yeah, Jacob Loco. more like a Guzman and Gomez employee though, right? Given the, like the Mexican descent. Loco. Jacob Loco. Yeah, that's true too. Obviously, he's got some Mexican in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if George had a one to fight, he might have... I think it's so bit, funny if though. George had a one to fight, he might have had a bit more Mexican in him. It's so, fun, it's so funny that his name's... That he's like Loco too and he's fucking mad as cuts <laughs> name. <laughs> brilliant. Crazy. Um, and just breaking news this evening, as just before we went to, to record the show, turns out there's been a bit of a punch-up between Dane Nielsen and Ben Barber outside Cronulla Maccas last night. Uh, I got on Twitter basically broke it down. In, he actually tweeted Cronulla and the NRL about it, uh, probably as it happened or just after it happened. Nothing nothing really came of it. Then, as people started getting onto it, and uh, I ended up seeing uh, Doyle, one of the Mitchai, getting in there and talking about it with his guy, and that's how it came to my attention. The story apparently goes, from what I can tell from the tweets, was that it uh, happened outside the front of the Maccas in the mall. Uh, Nielsen had been kicked out of a, a bar, the Sting Bar, previously, Um and uh, apparently he was looking like he was, he was looking for trouble. He was abusing bar staff, that kind of thing. He was being a dickhead. So Nightingale pulled him away. Though, well, he had a punch on with Barber. It said he dropped him and he looked to injure him as he was crouched over holding his arm slash shoulder. Uh, Nightingale pulled him away. There was about seven to eight players from both Sharks and Dragons. Um, the CCTV apparently would have caught it all. It was right out there where, you know, the mall and, and etc. would have, you know, seen it all. So I guess we'll be seeing that, you know, probably you guys might be seeing it already before you even listen to the show. Um, but yeah, apparently the, both groups of players were drinking in the same bar, didn't seem like there was problems until um, until they'd left and uh, when Nielsen was kicked out and uh, Nielsen looking for trouble. You, I just much prefer him to look for trouble with, with try lines. Yeah. And, you know, on a rugby league field. Yeah. Hasn't been trouble in the trial line. No, has given the, the trial line zero trouble. Or a defensive line, for that matter. Can't look for trouble there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why have you got to look for trouble, you know, off the field at Maccas? What is it with Maccas, though? The fuck has a soft-serve cone ever done to you? So, I mean, my, delicious. My, my, my nanny used to say that, uh, that, that rum, rum angries up the blood. Apparently, no, no, it's fucking chicken McNuggets it that is. angry up the blood. Whatever they put... In Big Macs these days, the special sauce it must just be laced with testosterone or something. Yeah. Cronulla Maccas, maybe, you know, Cronulla tipping the peptides down the drain when Asada comes oh. calling, gets in the water. Look, 
I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty You're sure right. that's what happened. You do have a magnificent beard, so I listen to everything you say, and it's probably true. Fucking, you can't, this is the thing, you can't dispute science. And I've just laid it all out for you there. You know, technically, Nielsen's probably done a lot of people a bit of a favour. Because there's probably a lot of people out there that, at one point in time, have been involved with Ben Barber and been a fan of teams not named the Bulldogs. Well, probably well, Bulldog, plenty of Bulldog know, fans too. There's probably um, wives that have been involved, hey, more or less. Allegedly. Allegedly. Asterisk. With player B. Disclaimer. Maybe he's done them a favour. Maybe he was a hitman. Maybe someone's put a hit out. Maybe he was just had too much Big Mac special sauce with testosterone. Maybe. But seriously, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Quarter peptides with cheese. Now, and if you're getting beat up by Dane, Neil- Dane fucking Nielsen. Yeah, Ben Barber's a fucking midget Jesus though. Jesus fucking Christ. Ben Barber's a midget though. He's got three left feet. I mean, unless Ben Barber's Bruce Lee. I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Nielsen's a, a fucking huge axe or anything like that. But, you know, so you're like a good, a good, you know, all else being equal, the big man's going to beat the small man. And, like, so, so Ben Barber would want to be like fucking Bruce Lee to beat anyone tall than Vern Troyer. <laughs> <laughs> He was in Pulp Fiction, right? Yes, clean. <laughs> he was the guy in the suit that did the clean-up. Is that right? Uh, yes, clean. Yes, that, that's him. Got so it. therefore, he was also in Reservoir Dogs and Bad Lieutenant. That's the same guy you're talking about, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Seen both those movies too. <laughs> was right. it the same dog in Turner and Hooch and Reservoir Dogs, or was it a different dog? <laughs> Oh fuck! I just, you just you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. That was a good one though. Turning your 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 referential retardation into like you know into into some comedy gold though. You're welcome. Nice. Um, the NRL has formally written to Manly, seeking an immediately immediate explanation over the substandard Brookvale oval playing surface. And NRL officials also expressed concern that Manly failed to tell the governing body about the playing service before last Friday night's match against Canterbury. We've written to the Manly Club today, reiterating that the quality of the service at Brookvale on Friday night was substandard, said Todd Greenberg, of course. We have requested a meeting with Manly as well as Warringah Council. Clearly, the standard of the playing service was unacceptable and we'll be seeking an understanding of what's planned to ensure there will not be similar issues for the club's next match on May 10 against Newcastle. Gee, that's a fucking long time away. Lucky. Manly hooker Matt Ballon was struggling to digest all the fuss. I didn't think it was that bad, Ballon said. I didn't really notice any difference compared to previous years. Visually, you saw some sand patches and some divots taken out, but Brookvale Oval has traditionally been known for its soft and heavy and slow surface. To me, I've played on it for 10 or 11 years, maybe more in reserve grade, and I didn't think there was any noticeable difference. That's my personal opinion. Other people may have a different experience. I can't speak on behalf of them. Maybe the speedsters out wide didn't like it because it slows them down. Matt Ballon, Ballon president of Manly. kisses all over the fire. <laughs> president of Manly, Matt Ballard. <laughs> Sensational work. <laughs> um, the fact that they had old mate at halftime yeah. out there fucking patting down the divots with his size eight. <laughs> what a fucking disgrace. It's like the entire Manly fan base had a collective washing of their vaginas and all the sand came out and landed on Brookvale Oval. And it's just good that uh, the Manly hierarchy finally has a place to bury their fucking heads. That was funny. You found those t- a place for those two lines. You're welcome. <laughs> also, no, you refused those... to put him in at the top of the show. So well, I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't him in there. I didn't refuse to. We just came up with some. We just had you know, some better ones. No, you didn't. But yeah, they could have been at the start of the show. Both those lines. What, but in all honesty, though, what 
what the fuck was the go? You can't say that it was acceptable. I've never seen it like that. The thing is... I've been to Brookvale Oval a bunch of times and it's never looked like that. The thing is, the, club, the club's really got no fucking control over it. It's a public It's a public facility run by the Warringah Council. It's not like it's, you know, Suncorp where it's a, you know, a managed private facility that you can't... I mean, Brook, I, I heard, and I don't know if it's true or anything, I heard there was like a grass worm sort of problem and... Um, and so that's you know How ironic. that's probably that's probably Manly's that's probably fucking it. home ground got a case of lawn grub. You think it would have been like you know white ants? I mean, but I thought they got <laughs> they, they shipped those out. <laughs> but um, look at the end of the day, the given obviously we're taking games away. Perhaps that game in Albury, I think, might be a home game we're taking away. There's a game against Canberra, but maybe that's meant to be a Brookvale game. Um, so clearly. They've got over a month, almost a month and a half to rectify, which is, you know, to which is pretty fucking, to. yeah, exactly. It's pretty fucking easy. Ringer Council have been notorious cocksuckers to deal with since fucking day one. It's funny at election time when fucking Abbott parades around Brookvale <sighs> in a fucking Manly jersey. Yeah. Well, this you the, guys needed that the, fucking yeah. that quality PR. Um, yeah, we, a, a, we, a, we, yeah, we need that quality PR, and B, like he needed the fucking votes. I mean, it's like that's that's the problem. It's the safest fucking liberal environment yeah. in Sydney. Um, but when it all comes down to it, the government there's Do been talk bitches. of there's been talk of um, redevelopments there, and you know renovations and upgrades, and and now the surface is is going even more to shit. It's just When's it going to happen? They've talked about it yeah. as long as we've been doing this show. Remember that mock development well, that came out yeah. a couple of years ago. Well, they've been they've been asking asking for money because like teams like the Dragons and stuff have received money to, to mm. upgrade fields and that. And the money's the money's coming now, which is great. And even better than that, the Pens are looking to you know now they're like sole owners. They're like, oh, now we can fucking put some money into shit, you oh, know? Like, wow. and so so they've got you know plans to Won't redevelop have any and quality like, players, and the coach will be fucked off. Remember they remember they put their plan out. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they were like, "Oh, here's what we want to do. Here's some fucking, you know, here's some shit we did with some crayon, like you know, that's a, that's a grandstand there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's some shops and retail, you know, fucking blah blah blah. Believe when I see it, but the council needs to fucking sort their shit out because even if it was the fucking park down the corner around the lake near my house, if it's your responsibility to keep that shit tip top, exactly, fucking do it, and don't blame the fact that you know where there was a fucking game on, you know, a couple of days before. Because let me tell you, they have fucking rugby and Broncos and fucking Raw all playing in the same week at fucking Suncorp, and it doesn't seem to be a problem with the surface. Although, you know, I, I, I shot myself in the foot with that one because there was a, remember when Suncorp was fucked that time as well and it was covered in sand. So it can't happen. It can't happen to all of them. What do I know? Fucking grum. Fuck I'm, I'm not a fucking horticulturist. Call Don Burke. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the NRL is ready to deduct competition points and suspend the accreditation of football club staff to ensure clubs abide by the concussion rules after expressing concerns about incidents in the first three weeks of matches this season. Parramatta and South Sydney are under investigation for allowing Nathan Peets and Adam Reynolds to return to the field after both had appeared to be heavily concussed in incidents which have polarised NRL club doctors and increased calls for independent doctors to oversee matches. Greenberg said he was concerned about several serious head injury incidents in matches this season and vowed that tough action would be taken against any club which has breached the concussion rules. While docking competition points and suspending accreditation of staff have been options since the concussion rules were introduced last season, the NRL has never considered any penalty heavier than a fine until now. However, 
action against clubs has only previously been for failing to remove a player from the field for a concussion assessment, whereas the incidents involving Pete's and Reynolds revolve around whether they should have been cleared to return. It shouldn't be that hard, you know. You know what? When all is said and done, you've got, you know, the welfare of human beings at stake, um, and yeah, they'll take it a lot more seriously when the lawsuits start coming from players that have been retired and... It's only that people tell them they used to play rugby league. Three yeah, years they ago. will. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they will. But the the fact is, there's only you know eight games a week. I mean, they could get eight doctors on retainer that aren't associated with clubs, and have them administer the concussion tests in an unbiased and you may as well uh, have routine weather. Sixteen routine doctor running around out there. If you're not going to have NRL accredited doctors well, making the fucking calls, the that no one can the, argue with. The clubs have got the, is there in their best interest that the player continue to play, especially if it's their halfback. Um, secondly, the player. When will a player ever stay off? You know, or, or not want to go back on the field? They're always going to be their own worst enemy. It's not doesn't happen very often. And so it's that culture. From fucking under eights through the NRL. Yep. It's just again, if we can we're just look, we're just a couple of fucking handsome men with some magnificent mm-hmm. beards that are very intelligent mm-hmm. hosting a rugby league podcast and coming up with fucking fantastic if ideas. We can solve the answers. If we can if we, if we can, can solve, solve every it, problem in the NRL. Either, like, get your act together or give us the fucking job. Yeah. Because, Glenn, you said you wouldn't take it. You, you didn't want the job. No, I'm like, look, fucking give it. Quite frankly, if it's... First thing, kicks us out. Second... See, this is what I'm talking about. You can't... Bring think- back Arco. <laughs> <laughs> is he cryogenically frozen yet or what? He is. And and, and uh, I believe there are launch codes for this exact eventuality. Sure it would be. <laughs> when it's time to deploy him What's again. What's Quail doing now? He's, he's been everywhere. He's been involved in every sport. I think he's doing ping pong now. I'm not sure. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Us being the boss of the NRL. Yeah. Concussion rule, though, uh, as, uh, as yeah. it pertains so to the I concussion. I think I'm concussed. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. A doctor at every, every, and have a protocol that a player has to meet in order for that doctor to authorize him to go back onto the field. If he doesn't meet it, doesn't get back on the field. Fairly simple. Don't give it to a club doctor who basically says, hey, "What's your name, mate? Adam. Oh, it's actually John. Close enough. Back here you go. <laughs> you played in the halves or starting a lot though, so yeah. I could see where you would have made that yeah, mistake. Look, I understand. <laughs> What's your surname? Smith. It's Reynolds, but. We'll get you back. And like I've got no real tenuous way to get out of here. Ask one of your teammates what your name is, and you know if they can tell you, then that's good enough for me. And you know what? I'm happy for the doctor to actually the club doctor to administer it. But let's say like have an NRL official or someone there to oversee and make sure they're doing it according to the the way it should be done. Because it would be very easy to train these NRL officials, like any like someone can be trained to you know do first aid or something like that. It would be easy enough to be able to train one of these officials to. To basically just sit in and just see what the doctor's doing and making sure it's actually being administered as as prescribed, etc. Yeah, problem solved. Excellent. Plenty of doctors. Rubber stamp that. Footy fans that do it for fucking. Yeah. A bit of fucking publicity, wouldn't they? Yeah, just do it. Just you know, get amongst it. Do some good. It just doesn't seem that difficult, Nathan. Why do they make it seem so difficult? I want. I want. I'm really interested to see. I'm not, I don't want to see it, but I mean, I wonder what the. I'll the, show it to you if you want to see. I wonder it. what the no. I wonder what the brain injury thing is is like is. Is going to be with rugby league or has been. 
Like Mario Fennec is compelling. Like I don't find Mario Fennec compelling at all. No, but I, I think he's he's a compelling case that there that yeah, there people can suffer head injuries. In, in and and experience. You know, I want to talk to I want to talk to Martin Lang in five years' time. Yeah, if you can still hear me. His career wasn't massively long though. I want to talk to someone like Liam Fulton, who had a pretty pretty decent length of career. And he went from being and a fucking fuck- hard nut and got absolutely knocked out. At an a, absolute you know, hard nut to the point where he's copping getting knocked out eating a cookie at half time. Well, a. Why would an elite athlete like Liam Fulton be eating a fucking cookie at halftime, Nathan? If you're going to make fun of them, don't if talk, you're going to mock the man, at least make it factual. Hey, don't ask me. I'm a glancing not, blow. I'm and, not employed uh, by the. I wasn't sport. employed by the West Tigers in their strength and conditioning or dietary <laughs> departments. <laughs> I don't have all the answers, Glenn. <laughs> blow my knee, give him a cookie. <laughs> I just figured the ah, biscuit legs back. had to come from somewhere. Ah, my back. Give him a cookie. <laughs> Too many cookies, you get biscuit legs. <laughs> <laughs> now we're fucking scientists. He says nothing we can't do. Solving the world's problems, not just the NRL, the world's <laughs> problems with delicious cookies. <laughs> with cookies, exactly. But this is the this this is the thing though. Like I can understand with like the the NFL. I could see these guys getting. Fuck, imagine the cookies they'd have. <laughs> yeah. There's a fair budget there. Yeah, well, I mean they they just need fucking like you know full racks of ribs and shit probably instead of cookies, you know, but. I can understand with those guys, because generally speaking, like how many hit-ups, say like a prop, how many hit-ups is a prop going to take in an average game, do you think? Oh, an average prop? Yeah. Not like, Aaron Woods, like, like someone what, that's like, on next level shit. It's so like 15? Yeah, between 15 and 20. Okay. So, when you talk about NRL, though, you talk about a lineman, if you're getting touched up, if you're a defensive lineman, say you're getting touched up so the defense is on the, on the field a lot longer, you're taking how many snaps, you know, 30... Mm. 35 snaps a game 50 kilos heavier better athletes in the NRL as far as explosive speed like you know mm. and then you've got the whole the, you know the speed the speed times the mass thing and the collision a prop takes a hit you know takes 15 hit ups a game and that's pretty much he, he does tackles as well and I mean he might get in a position where that could be a problem as well but generally speaking you think these, these guys in the NFL are much bigger much more explosive and and having more impacts per game every single week so I just wonder if um, and yeah I mean you can say the helmets the helmets stop you getting cut open head to head contact but they don't stop your brain rattling around inside your skull mm. so I just wonder you're seeing the head injury stuff I mean a lot of the a lot of the, the fear in the NRL is kind of coming from what they're seeing happening over there with the NFL and I just wonder if it's actually an equivalent situation or I think a lot of it is they're relating it and trying to preempt what is going to come, yeah. and I think the NFL's going to find themselves in a bit of a shitstorm. The more um, it's, it's, al- it's already kind of happening, yeah, though, and, yeah, and litigation, you know, is already being bandied around. But yeah. um, the NRL's trying to avoid that, but um, they're doing a fairly poor job of it in some areas. Yeah. Recaps from round three of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Jeez, that was formal. I think you said that in week one when I said the same thing. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Still, very formal, Nathan. The Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 16, defeated the mighty Manly Seagulls, 12, at 
Brookie Oval, of course. And uh, this one, the Dog 16, came from a double to Tim Lafayette. Sam Parrott also with a try. Hodgkinson, two from three conversions. And Seagulls 12 came from three tries as well. One, two, Felitti Mateotia. Steve Matai, Peter Hicku. Do you really want to associate him with them? I'm just saying... He didn't have quality games on the weekend, I'm, some of them. I'm, I'm just saying that this, this young Folletti has just burst onto the scene. He's got a massive future, this kid. He's been sensational. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go there. He keeps this shit up. He's revelation material, my friend. I agree. I've always thought he was a good player. I just think... I, just, I was a little bit stunned sin- that he couldn't, couldn't put it together for... <laughs> He's been sensational so far. And you know what? Fucking, I'm happy to have him as the 5'8 of the club, to be honest, because he hasn't been a problem. Well, 2009, he was the got fucking 5'8. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, I mean, you know, there was a hain plane. They got there on the back of the hain plane. But who fucking flew that thing? Felini Mateo. He's back all these years later. He's found the hung. And people go, oh, consistency is the key. Well, hang on a minute. That's two games in a row. That's consistency as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all jokes aside, we've already touched on it, but Brookvale Oval was several major injuries waiting to happen, and I think that both clubs were probably would be fairly uh, thankful they got out of it alive. Um, interesting. Alive. <laughs> got out of it alive. People could have died in there, no? Yeah. It was fucking quicksand out there. Uh, Jamie Lyon ruled out before kickoff, which was a bit of a blow to Manly pretty, chances. Pretty much the game fucking losing decision there. Well, um, you know, not that they had a choice. Oh, yeah, we'll just like, give Jamie a rest this week. But yeah. yeah. Um, that was that was a big blow to Manly. Obviously, uh, people fucking hack on Matt about his injuries. That hyperextension of that, that was fucking sickening. The way his arm bent. Uh, yeah. And he came back on. Yeah. And I, and look, I, I was seriously, I caught a bad armbar at jiu-jitsu probably in oh, fucking when would it have been? It would have been like around probably this time last year. And like if I if I hyperextend my elbow like just a little bit now, I still it's it fucking I get a stab like it's it's still fucking feeling mm. the effects from it. So like anyone who's taken a proper armbar, you know, that knows what that you know what that felt like, and it's fucking not cool, man. Really showed. Um, you know the courage that we've obviously seen a lot from him. Um, he's a tough unit. Is you know he's had his <laughs> had his issues uh, with some dirty play in the, over the years, but uh, his toughness is is without question as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and even um, then he hasn't really had a suspension. I think like a at least one you know of any reason any you know like that kind of bad length since. So he's a thug, but he's discreet about 2010 it. or something like that. Um, he's just a god of the game. Manly stuck with. Uh, Stuck with a premiership front runner for the duration of a game, despite despite those setbacks, um, and you'd, you'd have to say if Lyon was kicking the goals that you'd, you'd back him to to have won eighteen sixteen, wouldn't you? And not not only that, if Lyon had been kicking the goals, I mean, if Lyon had been on the field, sorry, the execution would have been a lot better just from the settling influence and the fact that you haven't got a kid who's not making his first grade debut, but he's certainly making his top grade debut for Manly. You know, Willie Arm. And, like, you know, he played he, he played some first grade for Parramatta, so is that really first grade? You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he hasn't so, counted first grade opposition, let's say. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's right. But, I mean, he that, that poor kid, too, first tackle of the game, the dogs tried to rub him out and fucking concussed him. So, um, and then with the and then the period of time, they had quite a large period of time with Matt on the field as well. And you see, they gave themselves enough opportunities 
to score to score more tries and just win it without kicking the goals. But yeah, I mean, if Lyon was there, you think they would have got there? I was actually, I wasn't happy happy for the loss, but I was actually I was really pleased with the the application and particularly in the forwards because the, the dogs didn't actually gain any advantage through the forwards at all in the game. And um, Luke Burgess is starting to look like a good Burgess. So I mean, you know, now that he's he's got out from beneath the, the judgmental gaze of Russell Crowe and he's you know banging his mother, and I speculate that perhaps you know he's the oldest son and he felt he felt a sense of failure, like I haven't you know I've you know I'm the oldest son, I should have defended my mother's honour, I couldn't it's do disgraceful. it. Disgraceful. But um, you know now he's now you know now he's like oh fuck it, George can worry about that, and uh, <laughs> and so and, and Tom, so, so he's yeah, and, and and Tom the other one, the the Danny DeVito of the twins, but um. <laughs> So now, so he's actually played really good. Willie Mason, he's playing well, loving his work, and it's kind of bringing the other guys on a bit. Um, young Turbo again. I hope he's going to be a mainstay now in the in the first grade side because the more minutes he gets, the better he gets, and he's he's starting to deliver the 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 pro- on the promise that you know they've been around the club for a long time. Those brothers, and you know Jake's always been the one that's getting the chance first. And it's good to see they brought him along slowly, so he, you know he can grow up and you know handle the contact, especially being a forward. And uh, yeah, he's going really well. I think that these sort of wins are going to be um, probably epitomise the Bulldogs over the course of the season. Just gritty, um, you know, do do what they have to do to get a win. Um, it's the type of side the Bulldogs have been historically. Um, I just think with the new young hookers, Leisha, Leisha, yeah. I really liked him. Oh, it's calling Leisha. It's not though. I think it's Leisha, but I like Leisha, like Rochow. <laughs> um, with Reynolds out for a bit, and and young fella still finding his feet at hooker. Um, it's really coming down to to Hodkinson to steer the ship, and I think he does a fairly good job of that. And then you know Brett Morris is your is your real strike workman, um, along with his brother in the in the back line. They've they've got they've got some strike power. I'm surprised they don't score more points than Bulldogs. Yeah, Manly's goal line defence was pretty good for. I mean, the Bulldogs had some opportunities, especially in the first half, and um, you know they did well. But I mean, there was some also some bad handling as well. And like the game was as a contest, it was a good contest, but it was a fucking terrible game of football. It wasn't like Broncos Sharks bad, but yeah. it was pretty shit house. But like, it was it was, it was, it a, was, tough a, game it was to watch. a gritty game. Yeah, um, entertainment value was probably down a notch, but yep. um, as far as I think it, it would have been a, a, a nice. Uh, a nice uh, nostalgic look uh, for for long time Bulldogs fans that can remember those fucking eighties days where they you know that's how they used to win games and yeah. <laughs> just fucking belting people and and you know getting it done through the forwards and just having you know solid solid uh, backline to to get you enough points on the day. But uh, I think the Bulldogs are a good side and, and certainly a lot better than what they displayed overall again in this game. At life of Ty. Josh Morris, shit Morris, number two. Manly following the dog's lead of recruiting crap crap brothers to get the end result. Hash Morris, hash Burgess. GT351 underscore Johns. Ugly scrappy win in an absolute pigsty of a supposed NRL ground. I'll take the two points and hope Manly clean this grub hole field. (laughs) (laughs) Bay Bay BNC. Weird game. Manly pretty flat and Bulldogs very underwhelming. And this is a fucking thing that reminded me of that I totally forgot about. Back to reserves for Horro, hash average. And we're talking about the, the absence of Jamie Lyon. It was actually the presence of Justin Horro that cost Manly the game because there were two situations late when Manly had all the field position, all the running, 
And he knocked the fucking ball on cold every time it came out to him. And then at the end of the game, Manly had 30 seconds left and they had so it amounted to three tackles. I think they stopped the Bulldogs. It was a handover, I think, probably a couple of metres out from the line. Horro takes a fucking hit up on the last tackle of the game. And apparently, I didn't see this, but someone said, did you see Matty Ballon in the back play? He's just like blowing up, like can't fucking throw it to me so we can spin it and, you know, try some shit, you know, to try and, you know, jag a win out of, you know, out of nothing at the end. But, um, yeah, I mean, and a lot of Manly fans on Twitter would, would ask me like, you know, where's Horro? Where's Horro? Now you <laughs> fucking know why he wasn't in first grade. And that, I, I put that loss on you guys. I mean, that's it. Never it always again. has to be someone's fault with you, Nathan. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't until I until I was reminded of horror. I mean, I was happy for it to be just like you know. Look, we were down on a couple of troops, and it was you know, it was, it was good effort, you know, good application from the forwards. You know, the forward pack not as weak as people think. That kind of thing. But uh, yeah, then I just remembered fucking that idiot horror when we got that penalty and we kicked the ball down. We started from about probably fifteen meters out <laughs> after a penalty tap. And then they just fucking spread it out to the right, and there's fucking horror with the ball, and he just dropped it cold. Like the fucking Which is his fuck, bread and butter in the past. Fuckhead that he is. Boy, Honestly. Get the fuck out of here. You were good in 2013, hopeless last year, and this year you've regressed even further. Back to Parramatta, bitch. Shunter 86. Dower game. Manly as gritty as Brookie's surface. Two weeks in a row backing Manly. Pretty sure I'm now a bigger fan than at Unky D. That reminds me too. A Twitter account's popped up. At the shit, fan. the shit fan. I don't know who fucking runs that. Do you know who runs it? No, I, I don't I know. know who, no, I don't know who runs it. Um, but they're doing a they're doing a, a great job of getting underneath uh, the exotic Dennis Valente's skin. He's not he's not taking it well. Well, you <laughs> I mean. should be flattered. I mean, you've had the, like you know you you're now very quiet Glenn Blakely disciple. Yeah, well, what's happened to that guy? Yeah. Well, you, know, you need an ego boost. You need him to pipe up and exactly yeah. tell me how great I am. Yeah, it's it's not about, the same when I just tell myself. Talk, talk about the way of the Glen and you know how <laughs> how good it all is. Um, Lokio, L O W K I O. Tonight we got a preview of what DCE is as a marquee player without the support act. Good luck, Titans. Hash the loss we needed to have. <laughs> um, That's still my shit. Rev Sunny One Hundred One, aka uh, Garth from Wainswell. If Indonesia's execution rate was as bad as Manly's, the Bali 9 would have nothing to worry about. He's a hash at Brookvale. I was only talking to my wife tonight, saying, gee, they've, uh, Indonesia are playing that fucking Bali 9 thing beautifully. It's all died down now. So now, just like all of, you know, everyone stopped whinging about it. And I was going, all right, out the back, can't. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane Broncos, 44, defeat the North Queensland Cowboys, 22, at Suncorp Stadium. Oh. And the Broncos' 44 came from tries to Ben Hunt, Corey Parker, Josh Maguire. A double to Lachlan Maranta. Tries to Andrew McCulloch, Justin Hodges, and Jordan Kahu. God, six from eight conversions. The Cowboys, 22. Tries to Michael Morgan. Kyle Felt with a double. Justin O'Neill, Thurston, three from four conversions. And, of course, most of those points scored in the game as well. And truly fucking Dunsky. The Cowboys are bad. They're soft in the middle, they're soft on the edges, and they've fucking got horrible readers of defence out wide. Their defence is fucking terrible. Other than those points that I've just brought up, their defence is impenetrable. But... <laughs> Do you remember when they when they used to get flogged and come last all the time, and then, then the big thing was, you know, they fixed their defence, and then they became a side where it was mm. just like, they had the, the sandpit, the Ben Walker sandpit, or whatever they called it, and, yeah. and their defence was fucking amazing. And they think the attack wasn't quite there. Peter Ryan, wasn't it? 
What's that? Peter Ryan sandpit. I thought it was Ben Walker because it was like shithouse defender in Ben Walker. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, man. They're really bad. And Green could be the first coach fucking sacked this year. And I say that knowing that Jeff Tuvey has enemies that want him out and will get him out. And Ricky Stewart is Ricky, still coaching. Ricky and Stewart, Paul, and McGregor. Paul McGregor is, is, is coaching an absolute bunch of flogs down there in Dragonsville. I'm not going to say he's going to get sacked, but they are, they are really bad. And it's even worse up close at the game. Um, you see the rest of the, the, they, they, the teams that they're playing coming up. They could conceivably be like 0-8 oh oh or 1-7 yeah. and 7 or something like that. JT is a step off defensively. I said it. It pains me to to, to think that. Um, he's just... He's used to always being there. Yep. And I just think he's a step away now. And that happens. It's perhaps the first sign that the bells are chiming for him. And um, We're talking about the window closing. Absolutely. And, you know, if that guy loses a step, then they truly are fucked. Yep. Yeah, because well, yeah, I mean, like, he's always he's always been a step ahead of everyone. But yeah. if you're no longer that step ahead, then, then yeah. you become a guy that's not the biggest bloke out there, and you're not constantly a step ahead. You know, you know what's coming. You can, um, and you're you're always a step ahead of your opposition. Um, if it it brings him back to the pack, and if it brings JT back to the pack, then the rest of the Cowboys are screwed. Yeah. Um, I think the Broncos really should have went on with it. Uh, the Cowboys weren't offering any resistance whatsoever. They was, could have scored tries at will. They bombed a few as well. Um, and I just think they're not clinical enough. Um, and that aspect of their game, as impressive as this win was, and and the way they dispatched the Cowboys, was very, very good. But later in the season, if that doesn't improve, um, I can see them losing some games against better better teams when things start getting ramped up. Yeah, and this and this is the you know we mentioned at the start of the season like you know their windows closing, the windows fucking looking more shut than I thought it was, mm. but not only that you know the windows closing all the play for they finished really well last year and only if it wasn't for you know Louis Carver they would have you know potentially won that game against the Roosters and gone on another week in the finals, but they got all they had two home games to start this I mean like it was all fucking laid out for them, and here they are. Oh and three. Storm next. Lost to you know, fair enough they lost to the, the Roosters. They proved to be a decent side this season as as always. But then, you know, getting done at home by the Knights after leading like fourteen nil or something like that. Then they get absolutely fucking pumped by the Broncos in a traditional derby that's usually more of a game. Yeah. There's bad signs. Bad signs ahead for the Cowboys. And yeah, they could conceivably be zero and eight. Um Niles nineteen ninety one. Forget the hash Hiku Highway or hash Blair Boardwalk. Hash Felt Freeway is open <laughs> for traffic tonight at the Mitch Eye. So much for the Cowboys taking matters into their own hands and their forwards muscling up. Ha 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 ha. Up hop. Shh. Schwank of essence. Bring There's Louis back. New one. Wait for it. Go. His mate. You know, mates are good. He's, uh, this is a mate that's like this, that, that's slamming into him while you're there. Yeah, absolutely. He calls him schlips, as in shit lips. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe we could throw schlips on the end. Yeah. He's going to have, well, we're going to have to have our own show just to get the fucking poor nicknames out for our And you know I'll call him Josh Hannay's cunt cousin. Yeah. He's actually second cousin. <laughs> 
never admitted that before. Oh, never. He's never. No, he, has, he has never admitted. And I've called him that a bunch of times. He's never said, "Hey, lay off." He's actually my family. But with no. the act, with the with the the real, it's like he's not Smith. He's not Smith. So no. given, given the the where he lives, and you know, it's like he's North Queensland. Well, it, it had to be, but like hanging fruit. I didn't. Yeah, you know, this, I didn't come up. You know, multiplying something by the by uh, pie to come, <laughs> to come up with it. I, it was pretty easy. So yeah, so he actually is Josh Hayes' cousin. He is unbelievable. He's tweet. He's tweet. Great though. bloke too. He said, he was "Excellent uh, catch up." Bring Louis back. P.S. Glenn is a top bloke. Nate is a waker of the highest order. I think he means wanker. I fuck. I tell you though, like six six thirty in the morning. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm waking up right, and you wouldn't fucking believe how good I wake up, mate. I fucking <laughs> beast, great wake, mate. I beast mode to wake up. I open my eyes and everything, mate. It's fucking unbelievable. So, legs off the bed. Hey, the like I made mate. a spelling error. Let's not hate on him. Oh, mate, he's from far north Queensland. You got to wake up pretty fucking early to be a better waker than me, though, Glenn. <laughs> I tell you, you're right. I am. I indeed, indeed, I am a waker of the highest order. Our pop sh- schlips. GT351 underscore Johns. <laughs> what the fuck is doing with the Cowboys? All this hype and this is what they deliver? Very disappointing. Eddie NZ. Patches O'Houlihan must have been throwing wrenches at Kahu all week. The kid had a blinder. You can't fool me. I know that's from Turner and Hooch. <laughs> that's a new one now, eh? Drew underscore Nathan5. So after watching uh, the hash Cowbro highlights, in quotes... How many weeks should Bo Scott get for how shit Thurston was? He's got Hash the Bad Man touched me. <laughs> and uh, the return of at Jim Man Bear Pig. Previously, North Queensland Cowboys have suffered from Hash Conspiracy and Hash Louis Karma. But what fucking witchcraft allowed Miranda to tear them up? <laughs> Being at the game and watching yeah. Miranda make long runs and score tries, etc. It's a contract like- year. It's going to be... Contract years. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Miranda's gone for that goal. <laughs> Warriors 29 defeated Parramatta Eels 16 over at Mount Smart. The Warriors 29 came from tries to Ryan Hoffman. Solomon Cutter got a double. Uh, Lolaia Manu Vadavai also with tries. Sean Johnson with a field goal and four conversions from five attempts. The Eels 16 tries to Brad Takarangi, Reese Robertson, David Gower, and Reese got two from three Sexy slash creepy conversions. <laughs> oh, creepy eyes. Ryan Hoffman does it again. I think at the end of this season, we might think he's the, the biggest success for it, success story of the Warriors forward recruitment since Steve Price. Just, fuck, he's just a consummate professional, that guy. And yeah. he was possibly on my list of, of most disliked players. Ron How can Hoffman. you dislike him though? Because he's never been like a grub or anything. Yeah, like, uh, just never did it for me. But conversely, he's one of the storm players. I think oh, I never really got that. You know, yeah, he haven't really done anything bad. He's like he Tigers Junior, and he left. Ah, um, uh, okay. So but, now we get to the root of it. But when I take the the gronkish element of my uh, dislike for him out of it, and I, I know, you just grow in respect for the amount of times that he scored fucking important tries in in. Not only, you know, big rep games, but club footy as well. Yeah. 28-0. They look like winning 188-0. Para showed some ticker to, to claw part of the way back, but um, and certainly enough to worry the, worry the Warriors into a field <laughs> goal. But, um, geez, the Eels were down on 
down on troops. You know, twenty eight quality. Nil. Yeah, twenty eight nil. It, sh- it should have been fifty minimum. Yeah, it yeah, probably. Being, it ended up being twenty nine. Well, but you know, as as I said previously, the Warriors have, have got that new aspect of their game this season where they managed to jam rocks and diamonds into one <laughs> minute performance. And this was, you know, this was some the case. of the tries they scored were fairly impressive. Yeah, that new young centre. I'm sorry, is it Qatar? Yep. Something like Ken Ken hit a ball. Yeah, Ken hit a fucking hole. Jeez. Yeah, he's doing well in my super coach side, making Excellent. me making me some cash. Bit of a cow. All right. Um, oh, I can't go any further without mentioning Darcy Lossie. Your mate. <laughs> my mate. He might be my mate, but I'll tell you, there's some of my mates that he's not mates with. <laughs> Did you see him on Twitter with Ty? Ty no, was, I didn't. Ty was giving him shit on, uh, on I think it was Friday night, and... Um, and he did, the, and and Lussick went for the the old celebrity thing now, of like tweeting them so that everyone could see what they were saying, and tweeting a picture of him going, "Oh look, yo, look at you, you know, you're fat." Oh, okay. And like, did you you you, you met Tyler? Right? Yeah, no, he's he's small as anything, and he's the he's the furthest thing from being. He's not he's not particularly attractive. Maybe if he had said, "Geez, you're an ugly." Yeah, I mean, and, probably uh, more accurate. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so yeah, you know, he got into it, got into it a little bit, and uh, you know, which was quite interesting. And uh, well, first, I mean, like to be fair, he started it and and tweeted directly, <laughs> tweeted directly at him as well. And uh, so he's asked for it. To be fair, uh, yeah, I think he's trying to get on the show. As far as um, us, you know, well, it's worked, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you had it just said, hey guys, how about a shout out on the show? You don't have to go and be a gronk to a player. Yeah, yeah, because it started off. I just I want to get the story straight here. So I've just gone back into his timeline to see what he said. Uh, he was talking about, Lussick was talking shit about Brookie, basically. And he said, I got abused by a man from Moringa Council for training on Brookie Oval with my family in December because the surface was being fixed. He lied. And so Ty replied and said, at least he saved you being penalised and knocking on in front of your family, mate. Could have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually quality which is, which, which is quality. So then he's taken a picture of him and said, maybe you should run a few laps around the oval in front of your family unless you like your double chin. And See, like, why wouldn't uh, you go, that's actually pretty fucking funny, mate. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have been known to knock a ball on. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, well, okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, we'll play it, I guess. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so it was it was pretty funny that he's gone to the trouble of going through the, uh, you know, going through the timeline. Then Casey Casey went in on him as well, and then he's like, "Oh, look, oh, yeah, whatever your name is," and she's like, "Yeah, my name's actually written right, right there on the on the profile, mate. You know, you're fucking illiterate." <laughs> <laughs> and then she laughed, and then yeah. Oh fuck, she just loves bullying people. Oh yeah, but I mean, yeah, some people have got it coming, and that's a last week you're one of them. Jar TV. I demand an investigation into how the Warriors secured Woodstock Bourbon as a sponsor over Penrith. Look. Early times. That's what I think was the, the big... Old crow. Old crow. For Penrith. Yeah. For sure. And not to mention, I mean, Woodstock would have trouble selling into an area where nine out of ten homes have their own fucking moonshine stills in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> at Saluni Poz. Clearly, premierships aren't won in the first week. Your little joke jinxed us at Paraman MK2. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of tweeting action on that one, but I think the Warriors are pretty untweeted side. Canberra Raiders 20, or oh, sorry, 
St. George Illawarra Dragons 22 defeat the Canberra Raiders 20 down at GIO. This one, the Dragons tries to Trent Merrin, Jason Nightingale, Mitch Rain, Joel Thompson. Widdop two from four conversions and a penalty. The Raiders tries to Josh Hodgson, Soliola, Blake Austin got over as well. Three from three conversions and Jared Croker and a penalty goal. And this one, close. So close for Ricky. Big moment, Dugan getting sin bin. Still much loved in Canberra. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I tell you, Joel Thompson had a nice uh, had a nice game and, and reminded Canberra of what they're missing out on in him. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Austin scored a fantastic try, solo effort. He'll show plenty more moments like that this season. He's a class player, and to be fair... He was uh, he was let go to make way for Mitchell Moses, and uh, other than taking William Zillman or murdering Will Zillman, Moses had a fairly quiet start of the season. Defensively, very poor. Also, except for that aforementioned well, shot on. Yeah, I, I expected some some uh, some dodgy defence from him and Brooks, and I and I still do expect it. That you know Moses is built like a fucking pipe cleaner. Let's be fair, um, but some of their attack. We're not talking about the Tigers. We'll get to them. There's really no excuses for Canberra. <laughs> they had all the reason to win. All the reasons to win. I fucking get back on the hoodoo train. Mm-hmm. Uh, big lead. They were doing everything right. The Dragons were doing everything they norm- had been doing in previous weeks, mm-hmm. and it all fell apart for the Raiders. And the Dragons came home um, with a pretty impressive response to the the fans' cries and, and you know the, the disruption. Behind the scenes at the club, um, it, w- it was a good response and a, and a good way to to show that despite what's going on and, and some of the form that they have exhibited already this season, that you know they still have it in them to have a dig. And I know that their fans got a fair bit out of it. Hashtag save our doused. I think it is. Isn't it? I was like, <laughs> shave our saints. Why are we, we shaving them? Yeah, he's the only one with a dodgy beard. Yeah. Not like the Aaron Woods up in here. Oh, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, stinky! It's Stinky Dragon, but his Twitter handle is Stinky Dagon. <laughs> dragon without the R. I love Andrew Voss. If the Dragons put their kicking game on eBay, they wouldn't get a bid. <laughs> I don't think Douse would either. Earthboy seventy five. Waiting for the Raiders to throw the ball out to the right is like waiting for Chappelle to do a centerfold. Hash hope is fading. I have questions about this tweet. Why, why, why are you who, hopeful for Chappelle yeah. to do a centre Yeah. Unless she's covered in a, you know, in a um, bodyboard bodyboard bag. That's topical. She's been chucked in jail for how many years? And you're thinking, gee, I wish I could see her tits. <laughs> Mate, there's a world. There's, there's a, a whole world of breasts out there. There's an, there's an incredible world of titties out there in the world. And oh Chappelle Corby's would not, you know, they'd 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 rank close to last, I dare say. <laughs> Honestly, why do you? <laughs> I implore you to I, never I, come up with something like that again. I'm just trying to understand the ment- the mentality of why. I mean, look, curiosity is a, a wonderful thing, but I mean, even curiosity doesn't cover it. Like, just sell the fuck down, son. Stinky, stinky dagon again. Is there a better sight in rugby league than Ricky Stewart crying in a coach's box? <laughs> Thankfully, there's almost as many episodes as Mash. 
and uh, Andy underscore Seags. The Raiders were merrily reaming the hapless drag queens. Then they remembered who their coach was. Poor Ricky. Yep. You bore it on yourself. Melbourne Storm 36 smashed the Cronulla Southern Sharks. 18 down at Amy Park. This one, Storm 36, a double to Tohu Harris. Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Corabetti and Will Chambers also with tries. Cameron Smith, perfect six from six conversions. And the Sharkies 18 came from tries too. Jeff Robson, Valentine Holmes, Andrew Fafita and three from three conversions to Michael Gordon. Tohu Harris in two years' time. How good's he going to be? Mate, he'd be like Sonny Bill. They'd put him in the New Zealand side. Well, I'm not sure about that, but he's, he's a pretty important part of what they're doing there at the store. Yeah, fair to say. Um, seamlessly into that, you know, we mentioned Ryan Hoffman earlier, he's seamlessly into that sort of role, or like a fringe hole runner, um, good defender, doesn't really have too many mistakes in his game. Just, uh, I'm really impressed with him. Just on the Sharks, they can actually match it through the middle with most teams. I think their forwards are... It's not. It's are, are okay. It's not even just that they can actually apply pressure and get field position, and and apply pressure on the try line through the forwards. Like you know, you got like Gallon coming a meter short kind of thing. Their problem is they just don't have the backs to actually get the points over the line. I mean, even with the Broncos game, that was a fucking terrible game. But their their forwards were probably on top, and not only that, they secured them. You know good field position a lot of the time and they I dare say their forwards were rolling over the top of them at times mm-hmm. and they got two points and this one they didn't get points until it was all far too fucking exactly high. and I just yeah their attack would struggle struggle to trouble the Springfield Panthers under eights they're just you know Ennis looks like he's not, I wouldn't say a new lease on life but he looks like he's playing some reasonable footy there um, Gallon's doing what he does for feeder other than his mistakes, he's uh, he's looking like he's he's might be hitting a bit of form. Hollington's a shadow of his former self, but he's he still gets a job done. Um, you know they've they've got some fucking forwards. Um, some of those young outside backs as well. Then you've got Gordon. I just I don't understand how that roll on in the forwards doesn't translate into space for the outside backs like it does for every other rugby league team in perhaps, the history of the sport. Perhaps it would translate to space this week because two words, Ben Barber. Uh, Not there. That is the answer. They and got a fortnight without Ben Barber. Imagine the if they stormed home with a massive win this week. Wouldn't that be embarrassing for I've him? seen him put a tack on with Jeff Robson there so he can't be the problem you know, by himself. I mean, Ben Barber's certainly no carny in terms of creativity. No. And... Uh, I'd say he might be the problem, so I guess we'll see how they go this week. But uh, might be a big test because you may see you may see uh, you know Barber may have to drop back to fullback, put Flash on the wing or something like that. You know if this uh, you know over the next fortnight, I think they might you know it's their best chance. To be fair, that's his fucking position. Well, yeah, but you know trying to shoehorn him into a five-eight jersey, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, true. It's just it's like everyone that plays fullback. Yeah. Every coach is like, we'll make we'll make this guy the next Darren Lockyer. Yeah. Not everyone can fucking do it. No. In two different positions, and the more the game develops, the more different those two positions become. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hammers. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, can I just make one last yeah, point? Yeah, yes you can. Um, we've said it before the season started, and I'm not sure I've seen enough from the Swarm to, to really be convinced. Otherwise, 
I think they'll continue to beat up on the lesser lights um, whilst they they're on the wane, but I think they'll they'll falter when the big tests come, and that's when it'll be obvious that um, they're like an aging title fighter. Yep. You know that they're on the um, on the way back to one last hurrah, and you know they'll, they'll beat some some up and comers. They'll beat some journeymen on the way, and then they'll get that title shot, and then. It'll be a horrible knockout. Then they'll come down, you know, and living in America, we playing, and then they'll come across Ivan Drago and then get fucking killed. Exactly. All right. That was a Rambo reference. I was going to say Predator. <laughs> Hammers. The Storm have developed into a very average football team. Uh, Shabugan. Shabugan. This is what it looks like when two teams that aren't going to do fucking anything in the finals play each other. <laughs> Uh, Sam McNally 5482 so Cronulla is still shit he's on a hash flat line not decline speaking of decline South Sydney Rabbitohs 20 to feed the West Tigers 6 at ANZ this one the 20 points for the Rabbitohs came from tries to Johnson a double to Walker of the previously mentioned fucked up hand Greg Mills also with a try Reynolds 2 from 4 conversions Tigers try to Robbie Farrer Conversion to Paddy Richards. I think Tigers hung with the Rabbitohs all the way up until 10 minutes to go. Um, and then Walker scored his second try with one hand. And uh, a lot of people are saying that that was a fantastic effort from the Tigers and that they should be proud of themselves. But um, That's loser talk. Exactly. And, and here at the West Tigers, we play for premierships. And... It's just simply not good enough. They had their chances to win it, and uh, just let me finish here, Nathan. If that's your benchmark, it must be a pervasive feeling of failure amongst the club. If you could just please maintain your professionalism, I'm trying to make a point here. Okay. Um, Please continue. They had their chances to win and couldn't get it together. And, you know, they were like a teenager with a supermodel. They had no idea what to do with the opportunity. They they had the opportunity to to knock off the reigning premiers, um, and they just... Fucking couldn't get the passes to stick. They couldn't get the plays to quite go as they wanted them to. And I'm sick of fucking hearing about Potential. how Moses and Brooks and Sirenan played together at Holy Cross. Yeah. I'm fucking sick of hearing about it. Because if you watch any of the games so far this season, with the exception of James Tedesco... Our okay. halves look like they've never fucking met, <laughs> let alone played schoolboy football together. <laughs> so that needs to be corrected as soon as possible. Thank you, Jason. Most pleasing aspect for mine was they showed that they won't be bullied, um, and that was, you know, Woodsy really stepped up, Galloway um, to power, Jesse Sue. I think they, they really all showed that they're not going to take a backward step. Um, to power needs to curb some of his aggression because it does lead to errors, as we sort of mentioned. Um, in years gone by, the Tigers forwards have wilted under that sort of um, litmus test. Um, as I said, I think the attack is still worryingly cr- clunky, and you know we can stick with teams all we want, but if we can't score any points, our defence isn't impenetrable. Mm. It's improving and it's vastly improved on last season, but really. Rabbitohs still scored 20 points. The Titans yeah. scored 18. Yeah. I mean, sure, the Dragons scored fuck all, but no one expected them to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and really the bunnies showed why they're the benchmark. They were well off their own game and, and not allowed in some aspects by the Tigers to play with the same efficiency they normally would, but they still found a way to win, which is a sign of a quality side. Look, honestly, I think the, I think the Rabbitohs forward pack is 40% less effective this season. Without Sam? Just without Sam. It's the only, it's the only real difference. Well. You realistically. And, uh, well, you, you, you replaced a guy that is, you know, was all brute force and energy and, um, you know, and effort upon effort. Yeah. And you replaced him with a ball-playing back rower. Yeah. You can't expect to have Who the lurks same... out in the... out in the backs anyway. Exactly. Yeah. You can't expect to have the same level of impact from your forwards. And he was your forward leader. Yeah, but the fact is, with that change made, honestly, it's just Rabideau's fucking, you know, high-class back line. That won them in the game. Exactly. They're I mean, forwards. They're forwards. Yeah, they're forwards. I think they're forward. You know, well, hell, this not be in this game. Yeah, to be fair, I think the Tigers forwards got over the top of them. Yep. And it was led by Woodsy, who ran for more more metres on his own than the, than the Rabbitohs front row combined. And Keefe's uncovered a bit of a loophole in the old uh, skirmish <laughs> situation. Glove slap. Yeah. Challenge him to a duel. Exactly. Pa pa. You don't have to fucking punch them in the face. You can just bitch slap them hard. That's right. You can come down on it. Boom. You make your point. You, don't you get take trouble. away their soul yeah. and their spirit. You break and their they, heart. And they may throw a punch back and then they're gone. So that's exactly. a strategy. I expect to see the Easy. bitch slap. One Smartest of two, front row in the game. One of two things happening. The bitch slap either gets banned because they realise it's a loophole and they just treat it the same way as a punch. I want to see a press conference where, <laughs> where the NRL come out and say, uh, we are officially banning bitch slaps. Yeah. And the alternative is that it just becomes more prevalent because people see it as a loophole. It's a way to put hands on your on your opposite number without getting sent to the sim bin. We are also banning nipple cripples and sack wax. <laughs> sack wax. All right. Drew underscore Nathan five. Forget hash run TMB. More like hash ran over TMB. Fuck, if people want to hack on Tedesco because he missed Inglis on the fucking try line, good luck. Oh, yeah, I'm saying a lot of times Inglis has been tackled on the try line. Otherwise, he'd score a try nearly every time. I'm just, I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> he fucking scores a try nine <laughs> times out of ten at every level of the game, including the toughest fucking arena in rugby league. And you want to hack on James Tedesco? You people are just fucking trolls. Take your business to fucking Darcy Lussick and people like that to react because you get nothing from me except for this rant. Yeah, I've got quite a lot in the end and please keep coming. The base chapo. Hash, just saying, Glenn's little bloke Jax can tackle better than Mitchell Moses. Hash, ruined TMB. Hash, Tigers in decline. <laughs> that's probably... that's Look, I'm, this is probably the first time you're going to say this, but I think it's fair to say you would probably say, yeah, that's factually correct. Look, I'm Jackson's... I'm probably harder on Jackson than I am in, in, on, on any Mitchell other kid. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair, and certainly any other kid in the Springfield Panthers under eight uh, squad. But uh, on Saturday, Jackson missed a tackle in the middle, which uh, led to a try. To be fair, had no business being in the fucking middle. No lollies and fucking solo for Jackson. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and at the end of the game, the uh, the trainer came over to me and said. Uh, I really think we should give Jackson the player of the match award. He said, uh, he's fucking motherfucker cost us the match. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, he said, 
he's uh, like you know he's made some some pretty fucking awesome tackles out there on on some bigger kids and so like, what about the one he missed in the middle? He's like Geez, you're hard, you're hard on him. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, he got the player in the match award. But uh, Mitchell Moses, he's he's lippy. I like the fact that he's lippy. Oh, he's a little. Yeah, he's good. I like. He it. gobs off far more than someone of his stature <laughs> should. Know, should yeah, exactly. Um, it will come with time. I expected him to have put on a lot more size than what he did in the off season, and I think when his he does mouth. that, he's, he's, he's maybe he runs his mouth too much. It's his metabolic rate it just doesn't allow he's him. He's got to. the jaw. He's got the jawline of a fucking hino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I can't. I can't say much about his defence. It needs work, and it'll come with time. All right. Uh, where are we? Um, Jake underscore Chook. Brooks equals DCE without the ability. Another game where you'd be excused for thinking he didn't play. I thought JT was a half. That's fairly harsh criticism, but some of it is warranted. Um, so what you want about Moses, he hasn't played as much first grade as Brooks. Yeah. They've... Um, they're going to have to put it together because Tigers have put all their money in that bank. Yeah, that's it. There is nothing else. So you're going to have to... Um, Binge would probably come back if you <laughs> came enough. Fuck, they'd be right. <laughs> um, they've definitely got it in them. They've got, they've got the combination there. It's just a matter of, of making it happen in first grade. And um, Brooks has shown enough during his time in first grade that he can do it. I think um, some of the things that are going on there in attack, it just... I think he's making some wrong selections. And, um, you know, as the season goes on, if they continue to defend like they are, I think, you know, they'll they'll put it into place. And it'll be more than just Tedesco in run TMB. At Earthboy75, has Tedesco dipped his hands too long in his hot chocolate, Savo? Hash soft hands. Do you have an unhappy game with his hands? Um, don't often see him make errors, to be yeah. honest. Um I wouldn't thought, I wouldn't thought that soft hands was the, the terminology you'd use for that, though. No, like, soft like, hands is normally a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, dick fingers and you know, something like that. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he had an unhappy unhappy game at the back under the high ball. Um, fuck, he was heavily involved. English ran over the top of him and then belted him and fucking mm. gave him a bit more lip. And yep. um, love to know what he was saying to him. Saying fuck your fuck that run TMB shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's saying. That ain't never getting out of pre-order if you keep <laughs> yeah. playing like this, little bitch. <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis, as- you think you're a fucking plane to this guy? I'm going to pretend it's raining. You won't be able to take off anywhere. <laughs> that's way too cerebral for for England. He probably wouldn't even remember saying that shit to the Broncos. Uh, Shane Aaron Elvis, as good as three and O is on the ladder, South need to plug that ready weakness, or when we actually play a good team, we are done. Nice fucking dig. Backhander it, yeah. Fuck, he's rude, that bloke. <laughs> Newcastle Knights, 20 to feed the Titans, 18. And um, I'm not even going to mention the crowd. The weather wasn't great. But uh, the Knights, 20, came from tries to Bo Scott, Dane Gagai, Jeremy Smith, Tyron Roberts, three from three conversions and a penalty goal. The Titans, 18, came from tries to Anthony Don and a double to Caesar. Aiden Caesar also, three from three conversions. Some familiar faces back in the team for the Titans and none in the crowd. Um, obviously, Falloon, Taylor and, and Bird back strengthened their side immeasurably. And uh, they, they played like it. I thought they played with a bit more determination. And 
Uh, it looked like they're, you know, they're striving hard to try and get that win, but, you know, we, they say winning's a habit, losing's a fucking habit as well, and um, I think the Titans are in danger of falling into that trap. And you say they have a habit, is what you're saying. The Titans have a habit. <laughs> yeah, they fucking they can form a habit. Let's say, and uh, losing may well just be their, their the next habit that they uh, fall victim to. Uh, Josh Hoffman, I think he's showing what happens when you play him in his actual position. Classic cover defending tackle on BJ Leilua. Um, otherwise, pretty sound game. I thought that um, that that fucking on oh, the tackle you're talking about was fucking amazing. Mm. I mean, he was like, cause, you know, BJ, he's, he's, he's big, big BJ now. He is. He is. Um, but did a fairly, made it look fairly easy, to be honest. Yeah. Full yeah. pace and just a classic fullback. You could see tackle, when, you could see when the, the touch. you could see when that last, that last pass came to BJ and he started running. You could see, you could see when the look on his face, he thought he, that was it. He thought he was in. Yeah, exactly. Um, a fine line for Newcastle, I think, if, if Jeremy Smith and Bo Scott continue to walk on the, the right side of that fine line with their play um, and the legality of, uh, that might just be the key to the Knights' success um, this season. If they can get under the skin and intimidate and, and you know, um, put opposition, you know, not only playmakers but forwards off, off their game, the Knights are just gritty enough and, and tough enough to, to get the job done. They've got a fair bit of spark in their side with Roberts and Mullen and, and Gagai out wide. Just, uh, you know, obviously Uate on the other wing and, and Leilu is doing some good things in attack as well. It, it's not spectacular, but they can certainly get the job done, the Knights, and, and that little bit of extra grit and, and niggle from Smith and Scott um, might just be that X factor they need. To be fair, though, I mean, they've... they've they have achieved their wins over over teams that have probably got, I think, a combined soft one draw, win out of you might nine. Say. Soft draw, Nathan. Potentially, potentially soft draw. I mean, certainly, you know, the last two weeks they've had some. Uh... And the thing is, they make they make they make the games tough. Like they they to their credit, they're winning tough games, and they came from behind in this game to get the win in the end. But how is like the some of the tries that the Gold Coast let in were like pretty fucking ordinary too. Sure. So. Um, I think one of them was like a sneak from dummy half or something. It was, you know, mm. it's, it's ordinary. Jake underscore Chook. Both Loon winning player of the year equals voting for the new kid to become school captain is a joke. Can't be anything else. Ryan Finance. Oh, sorry, we got that one already. I used that earlier, talking about uh, Kevin Walters being a bit of a pussy from uh, Vossi. And yes, and Vossi loving your work. You know who doesn't love his work? Constantly slamming him. Oh, Paraman. Kyle is like, fucking Vossi's the worst ah. commentator. I hate Vossi. I'll take that as, uh, if I was Vossi, I'd take that as a compliment. Because, you know, Kyle's been known to fucking hack on me weekly as well. Yeah. And everyone knows I'm fucking fabulous. Sammy Boy, 1986. Disappointing finish for those five Titans fans. My missus patronising, oh, I'm sure they do have some fans, made me LOL a bit. <laughs> the Mitch Eye. Dear Nate Miles, you are a cheap, grubby, hallway-shitting cunt that should have SARS, anthrax, horse flu, and AIDS. Love, Mitch. Jesus. That's I'd brutal. To at the Mitch I on uh, Twitter, I'm curious to know where that came from. Maybe where did he touch rats. you? <laughs> exactly. Show me on the doll. 
maybe his parents owned the fucking <laughs> the hotel in Terrigal or whatever. <laughs> he had to, and he's like, in his pocket money, he's had to clean up his shit. <laughs> Mitch and Doyle, 13. Round three, and the Titans get 6,900 to Seabus. With their record of exaggeration, I wonder how many dozen were actually there. Hash shit fans. Sydney Roosters, 20. To feed the Penrith Panthers, 12. Monday night, foot bitch at Allianz. The Roosters, 20, came from tries to Sean Kenny Dow and a double to Blake Ferguson. Maloney, three from three conversions and a penalty goal perfect from the boot. The Panthers, 12, came from tries to Jamal Idris and James Cigarro. And Matt Moreland, two from two conversions. Mitch Pearce and Christian Bale, separated at birth. The way Mitch has got his hair done at the moment. Fucking dead ringer, doppelganger shit. Okay. Just a random thought from this game. Penrith are missing Jamie Soward. I didn't really think that they'd miss him quite as much as they are. And and Moylan, to his credit, is doing all he can to make up the difference. But just that little extra, that little extra percentage in the kicking game and and the attacking kicks that Soward brings to Penrith. Um, I just that that's just the thing that's going to get him back over the hump. I think they're a very good side all around. Um, Moylan. I think he'll be picked for Origin. I know it's it's very early to be talking about Origin, but yeah, um, geez, he's a good player. And I just there was a lot of people, a lot of Penrith fans, Penrith nerds, hacking on Moylan last when season. He first came in the first grade, and not even when he first, and not even at first, like in yeah, the season last well season. Truly. Yeah, exactly. Um, not sure what more he has to do. He's kicking goals to win games. He's, you know, his ball play is great. He's defensively, I think he's pretty sound at the back. Um, couldn't ask for much more. Josh Mansour made a return in this game from injury. Um, pretty welcome return, doing what he does best out wide. And um, he's another guy in a full strength Penrith side. He's, um, he's a vital cog in what they do. Um, both sides in this game were, were pretty impressive. Um, and, and it's pretty obvious they'll both be there come season's end. It was a, you know, especially for a Monday night, they can be fairly dour contests. I think this one was a pretty entertaining game. and um, Big controversy with um, Watane's Lesniak's try being disallowed, which seemed to me to be fairly, uh, I wouldn't say fairly cut and dry, actually. I'd, I don't I'd think say, it's a robbery like people yeah, were claiming. I, I think it was, you know, there's an element to say it was touch and go. At, I probably would have given it at full my speed. Opinion, at full speed, you you go look. You know, he's barely making any contact with it with with his fingertips, and it's rolling like away. It's drifting away mm. from him, and like another five centimeters, and it clearly it would have been just knocked on. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, I know they took away that requirement for you know control and that kind of thing, and you just have to make con. But still, you know, if it if it goes upstairs, there's no try. Yeah, then it it's hard to, to it's so. it's hard to yeah to turn that around. No, look, um, both quality sides and um, you know Panthers with Seward back in there are, are a real force this season, and they haven't done anything in the first three games to, including this game as a loss, um, to show anything different to me. Undiluted seven. How anyone can be happy seeing a convicted sexual predator shoehorn back into the NRL is beyond me. Hash sex pest. I concur. I concur, and we had this discussion at the top of the show, and. Um, we got so many tweets about about Blake Ferguson. We're not going to read them all. So, out. That's no, just, that, that first one there 
was basically uh, indicative or representative of the sort of stuff we got, so I thought I'd just put the one in there, then we'll move on. Year of a Panther, strong return from Blake, waiting to see what he loses first, his hair or his contract. Did you say it was the only one you going to put in there and then you read another one? Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't like, most of them were just like okay. that fucking, you know, bowling ball, right. you know, sex pest, you know, fucking blah, blah, you know. So, yeah. At Jar TV. I guess tonight Mitchell Pierce got revenge for Craig Gower trying to fuck his sister. <laughs> That's fucking random. Jake underscore Chook. SKD becoming the greatest try scorer in Chook history is a shocking reality. He should have been pouring beer at the Bondi Hotel years ago. <laughs> it is just one of those things where you're just like, the fucking guy was just there during a great era for a long time and uh, reaped the rewards. At the shit fan, reading all the Penrith nerds crying ref's fault in the game, those scarves couldn't come quick enough to choke off the field too. <laughs> I'd love to know who that is too. Previews. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear that, guys. Parramatta Eels take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs Friday night football. South by how many? 22. Yeah, you know, they tried to claw back the Warriors last week. I don't think the Eels are going to have that opportunity against the Bunnies. Um, I think they're in for a decent score being put on them here. Their forwards have been gallant. I think they've, um, you know, they've really stood up to the challenges they've faced this year for power, but um, I think the Rabbitohs might have a bit of a point to prove after after being on the receiving end of the Tigers' uh, forward pack last week um, and, and, you know, relying on their back line to get the job done. I think the forwards will want to lay a much bigger pr- platform and, and make a real statement against the Eels, and I think the Rabbitohs will win comfortably. Yep, without the media pumping up their ties for a grudge match, Parramatta have proven to be uh, the ordinary side that we thought they were. West Tigers take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Also, Friday Night Football. Which one are we going to get? Fuck, I hope it's the Tigers game first. I'm going to say it's... I'm going to get get given it south. I reckon you won't be. Yeah, good call. Um, For the Tigers, Paddy Richards... Suspended for a week. Grub. <laughs> if there's anyone who's... He's in my super coach. Polar opposite of Grub, it's Pat Richards. <laughs> um, well, I think our performance against South um, gave me more confidence against the Bulldogs, if that makes sense. Um, I think it showed defensively we, we're more than capable of uh, of competing with the top sides, of which the Bulldogs certainly are. And I think our attack... He's got a point to proof, and um, Moses and Brooks, and you know Tedesco will continue on his, in his uh, rich vein of form, and I think uh, the six and the seven will, will certainly turn their game up as well. And I, I think the Tigers will win here. No real su- fucking surprises for anyone to hear me say that, but uh, I've detailed some fairly uh, clear-cut reasons as to why. Can't say <laughs> I'm just talking out my ass like normal. <laughs> I think defensively the dogs will have the Tigers covered. Can the Tigers get up again for another big match? Of course. Short, I mean, it's, it's a short turn, really. It's a short turnaround. I mean, talk about the Monday night football thing. But, I mean, playing on Sunday and, and you know, then playing the following Friday, I mean, that's the same turnaround. So, you know, 
we'll see how they go there. But I mean, I think dogs need to be uh, installed as the favourites for the match. But I mean, I'm and not saying. So, but yeah, I'm not saying the Tigers are out of it though. But I don't think they're going to win. Young Deloise Hoita makes his debut for the Tigers on the wing in replace of in replacement for uh, Paddy Richards. And uh, by all reports, is quite the talent. Fucking name on him. Deloise. Dom Deloise. Dom, we'll call him. All right. Newcastle Knights take on the Penrith Panthers. Hunter Stadium. Saturday afternoon. Bubble bursts. You think? Yeah, why the fuck wouldn't it? Yeah, I... um. First team they played this season outside a soft draw? Yeah, I, I, I really... um. I thought I was the only one thinking it, but, um, you know, it's not often we agree on these types of things, and... Look, Hunter Stadium is a thing. Yep, absolutely. The Knights will definitely be... Um, will step things up a notch there, but um, I just... I don't know. Got a feeling about the Panthers this season. They're Dude, a good the... side. They've got the best cheerleaders in the comp. We've said it before, and that goes a long way towards winning football games, Nathan, as we all know. Knights are a tenacious side. I mean, they've been down... They were down 14 against the Warriors too, weren't they? They were down 14... Oh, they're 46 Warriors. They were down 14 against um, uh, against the Cowboys in Townsville. Um, they were down to the Titans uh, a couple of times the lead change in that one. They were down 18-14 inside the final 10 minutes. So they're a tenacious side that are going to keep coming for the full 80 minutes, and that's something Penrith will have to be aware of. However, I don't think that I don't think the Knights have, have got an advantage on them anywhere on the park. Look, the Knights used to have the likes of Matthew Johns, Andrew Johns, Paul Harrigan, you know, greats of the game, names like that. They also, more importantly, used to have Jennifer Hawkins in their cheerleading squad. Yeah. That was a long time ago, Nathan. Yeah. And quite frankly, the Penrith Panthers now have the names, the luminaries, and the uh, cheerleading elite of Danny Tequila Mm -hmm. and Nat Sinclair. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's what will get them over the line here. Don't forget young Jess as well. I could never forget Jess, Nathan, and I'm, so, I'm so sorry that I just forgot her. <laughs> just to say, I'm, I'm picking up an undercurrent through the Tool Nation. She's picking up uh, picking up some fans. She, she does have some fans. Yep. You're welcome, Jess. Panthers to win here. Yep. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> and, and a game like this, you'd say, where could you possibly host a game of this stature? The tip... Rwanda Stadium appropriate and fucking uh, hell I can't even bring myself to talk about this game but Titans Sharks look you really you really want to talk about look we could talk forever and <laughs> try and think of Titans you would shut up and move on look we can talk about the winner of this game all we like but you know what I think it's quicker to talk about who the loser of this game is and there's going to be two one rugby league two the fans the actual winners are relevant in that case. This is a game that will be absolutely fucking devoid of entertainment value. You think the Broncos-Sharks game was bad? Get a load of this one. I predict this game to be the Vuvuzela of the season to date to uh, overcome the, def- the defending champion Broncos versus Sharks game. And um, look, Titans have been playing better, but they're not in the wayside. The Sharks can't put fucking points on. The no sharks, ben without if you ben ask Bar- sharks fans, that is an advantage. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. I'm going for the sharks because they're forwards. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I think you know Caesar and LG. They're both playing. Mm. They're both playing for fucking manly jerseys. 
So, you know, we'll see how they step up to the mark. <laughs> St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at Wynn Stadium. And uh, unfortunately, we got Gavin Badger. We lost the Gavin Badger lottery for the week, who is proving to be dreadful fucking referee. The type of referee that Matt Chechen used to, you know. He's sporting a magnificent beard, though, and he needs to get credit for that. Yeah, he needs to fucking uh, step up to the mark and referee to, you know, to match that beard. Giving the beard's a bad name, man. Dragons jagged it for a win last week. I don't think they'll have the same sort of luck this week. Um, I think Manly would benefit from a, a fairly soft draw and get over the top of the Dragons. Oh, mate, I mean, let's face it, Nielsen's not the greatest fucking centre in the world anyway. But he's dropped. So Any we... other blatantly obvious statements you'd like to make before we move on? Manly boy. 23 Jamie Lyon to kick a field goal just to do it just 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 because Warriors take on the Brisbane Broncos at Mount Smart Stadium Chechen the referee very favourable to Warriors in New Zealand old Chechen Warriors I um I'm a bit worried that Sam Tompkins is out for the Warriors he is um and he's out for about six weeks which is you know he He's getting to the point where he's a very important cog in that side, and um, his combination with Sean Johnson, um, it, they looked very good um, last week in patches. Um, Lola Hayer comes in at fullback to replace Tompkins. <sighs> Broncos in New Zealand, they've won there before. I'm, I'm going to have to say the Warriors at home, though. Look, the Broncos just smashed the Cowboys and we've established how poor their defence is sure. to the point where they let Maranta run wild. And really, with Tamao and, and Matt Scott in the Cowboys' side, I think the, the Broncos' forwards really stood up and, and were counted after um, some fairly harsh criticism during the week previous. But, um, looking at that, Warriors forward pack, Lilliman, more importantly, Madalino, Bernard Thompson, Matalino. and and Mannering, I think they might... And, and they're probably in better form too. I think mm-hmm. they might lay a better platform and, and Sean Johnson can uh, can weave his magic from there and get the Warriors a win. Sydney Roosters take on the Canberra Raiders at Allianz. Roosters by a fucking million. Sorry? Roosters by a million. Do we really need to go into it yeah, too deeply? I mean, you know, the, Canberra's going to Canberra, Roosters are going to Rooster. And that, and <laughs> Roosters that, are going to Rooster. And that should, that should involve in, you know, 20 points more than the Canberra does. Yeah. Roosters played plenty of Monday night games last year and, and the season before, and I, I don't think it adversely affected them backing up. And Monday to um, Sunday is, is you know, yeah, decent, like we said already. I mean, like if you went Sunday to Friday night football, it's the same diff, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Roosters by plenty. And finally, Monday night foot bitch. We got up to 1,300 teeth in North Queensland for the Cowboys versus the Melbourne Storm. Tough gig for Cowboys with the amount of fans that travel. A long way, like literally hundreds four of out of the, three out of the first four games, home games. Sure, but this one has a Monday night. If you yeah. were to get from yeah, oh, look, bumfuck look, Idaho, I to, understand that it's hard for people to, to get the stadium and back on a school night. Even tough gig. I mean, even for you to get home from work and get back in. I mean, you're like you don't where you work. You don't really fight peak hour that much though, because you're not too far away. But but like yeah, it's still an ass. If, for, for for someone to come from the if city... If I was to leave work at five and then drive home and get the train in... Yeah. Like you, you, you barely make it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, um, you know, look, I, I understand that, but, um, you know, there might be 1,300 people there. Um, but the Cowboys have just done nothing to indicate that they're even going to be a remote hope in this game. They really need to turn around every single thing they've done this season in order to be competitive against the Storm, let alone beat them. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Storm are that great, and they won't need to be to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't find the Storm amazing, but the Cowboys' defence is so fucking terrible. Unless they can find some method of turning that around within a week. If Jordan Carr, who is scoring a runaway try, and, and Lachlan Maranta is um, is looking like Ken fucking Irvine out there against your defence, yeah. um, I think Cronk and Slater are going to have a fucking field day. That is full time for episode 181. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. Interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Uh, also, Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you get in there, hit the like button, uh, share it around. And uh, if you're a Facebook person, not a Twitter person, make sure you get on there and uh, you know leave some comments about the episode and uh, let us know what you like, didn't like, questions, thoughts. We're up for everything. Even, you know, you know, your bullshit unverifiable stories about Wade McKinnon. No holds you know, Reaching around when you know you hit a three way with him or whatever that story, however it went. Jesus. Um, <laughs> if I had a man who was all that, I would have paid attention. iTunes. We got a new review this week, and it's by someone who's been fairly prevalent in uh, through all of the, this episode. The title is You Will Like! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Five stars. Zad Cox is the username he helpfully very helpfully in the uh, body of the review put his twitter handle earthboy75 you will like this podcast if you're a sex pest are growing a beard and thinking of heading overseas on an end of a lifetime experience you're a sex pest enjoy honest debate about players biscuit legs enjoy finding like-minded gronks on twitter have a mild interest in Penrith cheer girls. You enjoy having your thoughts read out to an Australasian audience and two dudes in England. So, pretty much everybody. <laughs> Tipping. <laughs> Desi's Ducks takes the lead. Ben Diggity, second place. And uh, those guys are tied at the top. Then uh, one point back, we've got Half Nelson, Cos Toe, Nigel Bridgman, and Mr. B... And one point back from those guys, Mario Siegs, Tiger Benji, Paul Mack underscore 78, who was the leader at one stage, and Ryan Finance rounds out the top 10. Fantasy. Rick Grimes, bitch, is number one. Followed by Paralytic, Michael Vick's Dogs, Pud's Picks, One Trick Pony, TBI Dragons, Top China Dragons, The Pool Cues, Sesame Timbers, The Perennial Troy there, perennially successful in uh, Supercoach and Gronkowski rounds out the top 10 so of course at the shop we've got the memberships going we've got the run TMB pre-orders going we've got some other bits and pieces uh, left over make sure you get on there buy it all up because uh, you know I want to move house this year and I can't be taking all this shit with me don't forget Tigers fans especially pre-order the get run TMB that. I mean I, I think predict of what, think Friday of the fun- night will bring an avalanche of run team shirt. Think of the shots, 
that fucking Glenn has taken over the last five to six years. Help a brother out. I mean, it hasn't been the best run for him, you know, with as far as the West Tigers are concerned. So, I mean, for fuck's sake, this is your opportunity to give back to the poor guy. Do it. And that's it. Membership's still left too, so make sure you grab yourself a membership if you, you haven't done already. It. And uh, that is it. Go to the Tigers on Friday night. Go to the Springfield Panthers Saturday morning. Who are they playing this week? Ipswich Tigers. Ipswich Norse Tigers. Shit. Sorry? Shithouse? Oh, look, they're a competitive team, Nathan, and I think, you know, you'll see we've, we've put forth a quality side and uh, <laughs> we've got to have your faith in the boys that they can, uh, you know, improve on, on the things with the, that they lacked last week, namely getting pushed into touch. I think they yeah. can uh, rectify that within the space of the week. The boys have been working, training the, ha- training the house down. Training the house down. Uh, yeah. Training and... Uh, taking it one uh, week at a time. We are taking it one week at a time. But we know Don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves. We, we definitely do not. And we know we've got a quality side. Um, and, and we know that we can uh, we, we can compete, if not beat, most sides in the competition, Nathan. But uh, we, we, we really need to uh, put our best foot forward and uh, week in, week out, consistently perform at that high level that we know we can achieve. <laughs> oh. Bring on the under-8s press oh. conferences because I'll fucking nail that shit. Oh, Ricky Stewart. <laughs> fucking reincarnated I swear I shut my eyes and I could see the fucking glow from the overhead projector I could just see it, it was sensational unbelievable uh, look, special uh, mention to uh, to young Jackson Blakely our halfback He's, uh, he tries his guts out out there he gets the team organised he gets he steers them around um, look he misses his share of tackles that's, it's, you know but he's, he does the hard yards he's, he's been in the Ben Walker sandpit well, let's and, face, uh, and let's face it if you're gonna if you're gonna fucking pump up Mitchell Moses' ties yeah. Yeah, missing a few tackles isn't really the Can't hate on that kid. <laughs> That's it. See you next week. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.